What on earth is that? It's a Journey into Comics Network production! Hey there. You're probably wondering, why haven't I heard from Podcastrophy in a while? Well, we are taking a much-needed break to relax and recenter ourselves. But while we do just that, we are channeling all of the big dick energy we can muster because we at Podcastrophy are dedicated to delivering to you quality, half-assed content weekly. So in the meantime, if you haven't already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platforms like Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and more. Now please, do us all a favor and just make every day a big dick day. Bye, guys. My economy, it's so great. I mean, look at things. I'm making money, you're making money, everybody's making money. It's like, it's gonna go, and people go, are gonna go, ah! Hello, and welcome to Podcastrophy, the show where we just chill and hang out and have a good time talking about whatever we want to talk about. I am your host, Dick, and this is episode 140. It's been a while, it's been a very long while. I've been taking a break. That break ended up being extended a little longer just because I never just got around to recording this episode. (laughs) But before long, just time went on and went on. And I'm like, man, I need to get going. I need to get going. I need to get going. And here we are. So we're doing things slightly differently now. It's just me. And for the next 10 episodes, I'm going to be interviewing my top 10 favorite guests throughout the entirety of Podcastrophy. And starting out, I figured, why not break a little tradition? Because my first guest, he's been on the first episode. He's been on the second episode. He's been on every single milestone episode. So every 50 episodes, this dude's on here. So here we are, and we're breaking tradition because he's not going to be on episode 150. He's going to be on episode 140. And we got Mr. Brandon Stone of Game Addicts Podcast, Journey into Comics Podcast, and the OG's podcast. Hello. How are you doing? I'm great, man. How are you? Uh, you know what? I'm here and I'm uh, living in some existential terror. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I believe the very first episode we talked about, we had a very long discussion. It, it was crazy because when you first formed the podcast, it was supposed to be about good conversation. And mm-hmm. we just talked about depression for like a yeah. hour. Yeah, no podcast. kidding. Like, hey guys, brand new podcast. <laughs> now let's get down and dirty into the sadness. Yeah, like, well, we 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 briefly, well, I don't know, I don't, I, I can't remember. It ended up being like two, two and a half hour podcast. Um, and yeah, like, like I said, you were my very first guest uh, on this podcast that was basically realized because of you. Oh shucks! Yeah, you you were the catalyst because I was I was guesting mm-hmm. on Journey into Comics. I was doing guess, little guest spots. Yep, and um, I had like that little uh, segment. Segment, yeah. And I was like, man, I want more. I would like some more like duties for Journey into Comics. Like, dude, just start your own podcast. Yeah, just keep <laughs> going, dude. I'm like, well, yeah. You know, there there was that time 
you know, looking back into the Wayback Machine. Yeah. Where you were going to have a podcast with your former roommate, Nick Torres. And I helped coin the name. Mm -hmm. I didn't come up with a name. I helped. Maybe there's some, like, legalese here going on. Okay. <laughs> um, I am the only podcastrophy that's active. It, well, there, okay, there's that. Okay, so here's the thing. I didn't know about any other podcast. Just like Game Addicts Podcast. There's like two or three other podcastrophies. It's a good name. It's a great name. It's we'll better see. than podcast Podcatastrophe. Podcatastrophe. And then I shortened it to Podcastrophe. In, in my, in Wait, it wasn't it Podcastastrophe? It's, it was something along those lines. <laughs> podcast. It, it was kind of a tongue twister. And I thought, you know what? Podcast trophy. I'm like, there it is right there. Mm -hmm. Podcast trophy. <laughs> here's your podcast trophy podcast yeah trophy. I, I never looked at it like that <laughs> um but like but i was like podcastrophy okay kind of like blend them you know and uh because nick at the time he was wanting to kind of do a discussion slash kind of political thing. it was like it was the way he described it to me sounded like a variety show yes like we would have different segments and, yeah. and different episodes throughout the month with different segments and yeah uh it, it sounded great and i even i up i I upgraded a lot of my studio gear for mm -hmm. it. I yeah. got extra mics. I got this microphone that I'm using right now for it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then it just never happened. I think, and, and, and I, I don't want to put words into Nick's mouth or his head. I think he just, it, in that moment, he was really into it. And oh, yeah. It. And then it just, and as time went on, it never happened. So it's, a, it's one of those things that you just got to pull the trigger on it. And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Yes. And see, like, I, I hope you can actually get him on the show at some point. Oh, I would love to. Um, I've talked to him about it several times. Right. And, of course, there was always the running joke of, you know, plagiarist. You took the yeah. name and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and, like, you weren't doing anything with it. Uh-huh. You know, free you know, free game and all that. So it's like, on one hand, you know, like, I, I really do wish that original thing could have happened. because I, I think, do, too. I think it could have been fun. It could have been, um, I don't like to use, like, like, compare and contrast. I think it could have been like kind of funny meets Joe Rogan in a way. Yeah. Where it's well, that's absolute. what he that's what he was modeling after yeah. was kind of funny, right? Silly and stupid, but good. Mm -hmm. Break it down conversation, it, like especially at the time. Ironically, the whole 2016 election was kind of it wasn't it was starting to get in swing. There's there was the idea of doing the poll, yeah, or like no, I'm sorry, like a like a pool because you had uh, candidates on both sides who was going to be the nominee, who's here, you know, and like. The winner gets like a case of beer or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, of course, that never really, it never really happened. And then I want to say the very first episode of this show. Oh man, <sighs> September or August of 2017. Yeah, yeah. And uh, man, I can't Go remember. Back I can't that. remember the record date, but I know it released. I think August 22nd. So like if if we could go back to that time, that would be awesome. Things were a lot more simpler. They then. they truly were. Um, but before we get going on and and into why the world of depression has sunk back into my life, um, and threatens to consume my very existence. Yeah. Um, I'll just go through and because while we were sitting here waiting, I actually went through and toggled everything that I've done on the podcast, every episode that I've been on. Yeah, which is something I plan to do, and then. I never got around to it. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. yeah. So while I'm tweaking sounds and stuff, you're over there like, oh, I'm, I was on this episode. Oh, yeah. Well, I what, what did you talk about on this episode? Yeah. What the? Milking, Milking Airbud. Air yeah. That's a good title. <laughs> so episode one was the was the debut. Episode two we was the precursor to Game of King Chair. Yeah. Where we reviewed season seven in, yeah. in its entirety. 
Yeah, and it wasn't like right after it was done. It was like a few months after it was yeah. done. Yeah, and that was uh, that was Nick's debut. Yes. Nick Maxson. So then, uh, flash forward, I was on episode 19. I don't know why. I don't know why I was here. I was just <laughs> hanging out. Yeah. Episode 50, landmark episode. I, I was there for that. Uh, that was at Joe's house. I feel like there was another one you were on between then because it was in the winter. And it, it was, yeah, it was, in, it was during the winter time. And that was the, the uh, Captain Keyboard episode. Or was that episode 19 or was it? I don't episode? think it was episode 19. Yeah, there was, uh, there was one that, that I was just, yeah, that was mm. <laughs> very hard to podcast when you've got a very clacky, clankety keyboard. Gaming, one of those gaming keyboards. Yes. I hate those. I, Mechanical keyboards, is that what they're called? I think so. I, I hate, like, I'm very picky about my keyboards. So, and if it makes a lot of sound. I hate it. Episode 74, I appeared in a call-in role yeah. um, to talk about Broly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, so I didn't make the landmark episode for 75. I was like one early. I don't think I even, I don't even think 75. I, I typically, the, the 25 episodes aren't really landmarks for me. Oh, yeah. I go by the 50s. Um, I kind of did it for the first 100 of Game Addicts. I don't know what we did for 25. It could have been one of the, one of the early like um, retrospectives for one of the consoles. But then for 50, was that was a retrospective. Uh, that could have been Game Boy yeah. for that one. Yeah. But then, of course, one of my, uh, the next landmark episode after 50 for Game Addicts was 64. Do you, <laughs> you want to know what we talked about? What'd you talk? Oh, Nintendo 64. Yeah, come on. How do you not do that? <laughs> what did you talk about, Brandon? <laughs> uh, and then, okay, so ironically, 75 was actually, I wasn't even on that episode. because that was during the fools week so Mm -hmm. it was like nate and ap acting like they were the hosts and like man i can't believe we made it that was a 75 it's crazy been doing this show forever (laughs) whatever (laughs) i've actually never gone back and listened to it really yeah i've never have it's just one of those things where like i don't listen to my own podcast Mm -hmm. and i always forget about that one man i used to like when the episode would drop, I would listen to it just to go just kind of like go over it and review the conversation in my head Mm -hmm. because i mean it, it's cool to sit there and listen to it as a fan, I guess, because I would forget the conversation as it happened because I'm, I'm participating. Yep. So like, it doesn't stick as well. But when you go back and listen, it's like, oh, wow, man, that was funny. And it, it kind of just cements it in your memory, sure. I guess. I was on episode 80. That 80. was the uh, Butterfinger Rage episode <laughs> uh, where, I, where I triggered Tyler about the new flavor Butterfinger. And I brought him my last old recipe one. And we tried, uh, instead of doing brews with dudes, we did like uh, orange vanilla Cokes. Yeah. You know, uh, and then I, I reviewed the Metallica show. Mm-hmm. And then we did the, we did the game of King Chair miniseries. Yeah. On the podcast feed. If you haven't listened to that and you're on JSC feed here and you want to hear us review as the episodes were going along the last yeah. episode, the last season of game of game of Thrones, I was on episode one, two, three, missed four and five. Probably just because I'm like, you know what? let other people have the spotlight here. That's, yeah. But you were I, there for the finale. Well, I was there for six and seven. Oh yeah. I forgot. We did a, a, a wrap up episode. And, um, and then me and Mike did a special mm-hmm. for, for the, for the feed called game addicts eat. And we were going to do more of them. Game addicts eat, eat. That was us trying the, the beyond burger from TGI yep. Fridays. He treated, spent like almost $30 to get two Beyond Burgers and some fries from TGI Fridays. And, and it, doesn't, it doesn't sound very good. It was our very first time. It was going to be like the tester thing. 
we were it, it didn't really fit because I don't really like putting up extra stuff on the Game Addicts feed. It's not a network. It's not it's just Game Addicts. Every once in a while, I will fill up an episode that is related that I replace as an episode, kind of like the old GIC. Thing yeah, yeah. Do. I did that when we did the debut episode with my buddy Jeremy, uh, which is gaming related. So it's like, hey, guys, it's a new show. I'm putting it here in place of a regular episode. Go check it out. And you and Tyler have kind of done some stuff for me, gaming related. That's kind of set it in. As, yeah. Fit in as episodes. But I'm a content whore. So like, I'll be like, yeah, if you want to throw something on my feed, go for it. Yes. <laughs> and, and so Game Addicts Eat was fun. It was it wasn't very long. It was like 40 minutes, 40 minutes. I believe. But like it, we were both pleasantly surprised at yeah. how good the damn thing yeah. was. And we were going to do the Impossible Whopper. Never got around to it because I think he ended up going to second shift or something for a little yeah. bit at that yeah. time. And so, like, um, we weren't, we, we, we just were not able to make anything happen. After that, though, uh, I was on episode 95. Mm-hmm. Episode 96 was the episode that we surprised you on. Yeah. Nate and I did our very first podcast together in over a year. Uh, and we actually broke down and dissected. And I, I don't want to use the term hashtag differences because there weren't differences. We had the talk that we needed to have for a year right? live on the podcast. Yeah. Without going about over it first. We didn't talk about anything first. In fact, I hit him up. Yeah. Because you had told me, I'm going on vacation. Nate's going to do the podcast by himself, I guess, or get a guest. I went, oh, really? And literally right after that, I texted him and said, hey, dude, I heard you're doing a podcast for the 4th of July thing. Yeah. You want, you want some help with that? Sure. <laughs> that, that'd be great. I'm like, look, both Tyler and Blaine have been trying to get us to talk for a long time. You know, after the, the happening, the snapping, the snapping of the GIC network, you know, it's like, I've wanted to talk for a long time, you know? And so let's do it. Let's do it live on air. Let's not talk about anything beforehand. You know, I just want you to know, because I wanted him to know that I, that, that there was no anger. Yeah. There was anger in the moment and there was anger with the frustration of not being able to actually have the talk for whatever reason, if Nate wasn't ready or was afraid that if we did talk at that point, because there wasn't any direct super, I am mad at him and I hate his guts. No, it wasn't anything like that. Yeah. I was mad at the situation and I wanted to discuss it. I think he was afraid that since energies were charged, it could turn into a, a I'm mad at you situation. And I understand that and, and, and respect that. But I also kind of wish that it wouldn't have taken so long. It, to took, get... it took damn near a year and a half. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, like, I really wish it hadn't taken so long. And out of that episode, the OGs was kind of born. Yeah, it because, was. Because uh, there was a show on the network, uh, Crucial Tunes, that kind of went on hiatus and has still been on hiatus. Yeah. Um, Such but, a bummer, too. Yeah. But it was like, hey, you know what? I'll... I'll, I'll help out and we'll do it for a little bit until like my second kid's born. So that was 96. Then I was on 99. Mm-hmm. That was a crossover episode with game addicts. Yeah. Where that same show aired on both feeds where uh, it was like a little bit of gaming news with a little bit. It was literally a mashup of podcast. Uh, yeah. It was a game game addicts, Castrophy or, or whatever. Game, yeah, game <laughs> you, you made a logo for it. Well, the, cause the- at the time there was some actual talk of doing like a little side show every once in a while with Mike and Tyler yeah. and getting those guys together to do their own podcast. Because at that point, neither one of them were actually heading up their own podcast and they both wanted to do it. And it just, once again, never really came to fruition. Yeah. You know, a lot of good intention, just like the original podcast, just like game addicts eat. I believe that episode's called, 
Tyler go skiing? He does because we were on the couch and he sat right in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was on 100, yep. um, which uh, 100 was the first time that I had actually seen Nate. Yep. Uh, since everything had that was a down. that was a I mean a momentous episode count is a hundred and that, that so I I couldn't not have you I couldn't not have Nate mm-hmm. and then I, of course I had my two co-hosts at at the time two co-hosts Tyler yeah. and Matt uh, which Matt subsequently left that night yeah <laughs> yeah you know maybe maybe hindsight being twenty twenty we might have spent a little too much time rehashing some of the. Uh, old coworker jokes, <laughs> you know, that telling that, Nate some of those. And, well, yeah, because we had a new audience for it. I yeah. mean, your audience had heard some of it, but like, yeah, Nate, Nate, he, Nate being a part of your audience, maybe he just got too high and he forgot some of them. But like, <laughs> but it was different being in the room. When, when you hear them on a podcast, yes, but then when you're in the same room, oh, yeah, as Tyler reenacting things. Mm hmm. Back when you were doing video, because I just noticed we're not doing video. No, we're not. We're be darn, going back to the old days. Going Actually, back to the very first episode you did, we did video. Yeah, but that was through my iPad. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I had it. I had it on a stand, and it was just live streaming to Facebook. But uh, no, it's been it's been a great haul on, on the podcast feed. Of course, you also launched thirty percent reviews that you do yep. over there. You, you, you're, Which I've been slacking on. <laughs> yeah, yes, you have. Well, see, here's the thing: I've been slacking on game addicts too. Because over the last two months, I've done one episode per month. Yeah. Um, and a lot of that is just the lack of, of actual, for a while, it was lack of news. There was like mm-hmm. no news. And then it was like regurgitated news all at once. Yeah. You know, and of course, like Mike has stepped back. He's not a consistent member of the show. He's, he's, he's available. He's not unavailable. But I also, right. since he's not consistent, I don't want to bug him about it. Right. You know? And I know there's other people that I can contact. Other people have helped out. Tyler has, Nate has, you have, you know, I have people. Part of it is also my own drive. Right. And I feel like when I took the little bit of a break for when my second kid was born, I lost that drive and I was just getting it back. Mm -hmm. And then my dad died. And then I had no drive, zero. I had no desire to sit there and talk about video games, but I forced myself to do it to pull myself out of any funk I was in. Yeah. And, and even then it was like, all right, I don't want to do it all the time, but we're definitely gonna have to do the last of us discussion because me and Mike, we, we even though he's like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to back up a little bit. Not that I, that doesn't mean I won't be on, but I'm just not going to be on every episode. I'm like, Hey, that's cool. Do what you got to do. Dude, yeah. I, that, that is, I, I want that to be known like to anybody and everybody like that's never a thing of contention for me. That doesn't make anything. If someone says I need to back off and, and kind of focus on like, dude, don't do it. Yeah, dude. See, like, b- back to the episode 100. That's what was told to me was, yeah, I can't that I got to focus on me. Mm-hmm. And then I heard otherwise. OK, yeah. And that's and I haven't really spoken to him since. That's a shame. Well, I'm, I have. And by that, I mean, we were at the same wedding and he was drunk and didn't understand that I wanted nothing to do with him. And then he, I also got an invite to his new year's party or something. And I just, I, I blatantly ignored him. That he, well, no, no speaking still. Well, you know, that is unfortunate. <laughs> it is unfortunate. Cause you know, he's, he's a friend from high school. He was sure. one of my best friends, you know, sure. I, I, I have a lot of memories and all that, but you know, the way things went down both in personal and in podcast world, business uh, yeah see uh, on that front i'm very i'm very grateful that nate and i have a very good relationship yeah to where 
if we have issues personally or professionally with each other, eventually, <laughs> eventually, we a can year and a half later, <laughs> and, and hear each other. Yeah, you know, uh, way back when when I left Draxis for the first time, I wanted that conversation. Whether or not we were mature enough to have that conversation, no. Because on one hand, I wanted it. On the other hand, I also wanted nothing to do mm-hmm. with being around. And that's part of the reason why I left. I'm like, I am just not happy. I need to step away. You know, uh, and actually, there was no personal issues for when I left the second time at all. That yeah. was just completely Brando. Brando is a problem currently uh, with a multitude of problems. There's a lot of stuff going on in my life and I needed to step away. And, you know, but we are, we, but we're good and, and we're able to do that. And uh, I feel like whether you want to call that ups and downs in our relationship, it's not necessarily fair. Maybe the first one was definitely a down. Uh, me backing out of the, out of the network when I did and how it happened was a down. You were there kind of, you knew, yeah. you know, we worked together. You knew where I was at emotionally. Right. I was not happy uh due to certain circumstances had we have had the talk earlier it might have not ever have gone down the way it did have we been able to hear each other and hear where each other's coming from mm-hmm. it didn't happen maybe for the better maybe it was for the better maybe it was after a year and a half later we look back on it both of us in retrospective could i have done things better yes was i emotionally charged yes even though i was thinking about it like i wasn't perhaps i was Perhaps it's a good thing we didn't talk because maybe, you know, that's one thing that I've also like with, with people in general, but one thing that I've discovered when, when you're talking about uh, anything that could go personal, don't text it. And I know, I know some people have a, have a discomfort with texting or like they, they, they would prefer it just text Mm -hmm. me. But with, but when you text, you assume tone of voice. So you can assume anger when there might not be any anger in there, or maybe it's serious, but not angry. So it's like you're reading it as an attack or, and then you, you respond a certain way. And then that just correlates, but if they hear your voice, they see your face. They can say, they can, they can understand that you're angry at the situation, not angry at them. Yeah. So it's a little bit different, but, but here we are. We're all here. We're all good. You know, did I expect to come back and be a part of JIC a, a full time? No. But here we are. <laughs> here we are. Here we are. And that's what's going on. You know. Yeah, and it, it it's definitely evolved over the last year from just OGs to now back to full time journey into comics. So, yeah, <laughs> pulling back the curtain. OGs is probably on our definite hiatus. Yeah. Do you do to me coming back to JIC full time? You know, Nate and Tyler invited me back, and I was. You know, with the intention of like, hey, you know, if you ever need to step away, do like we have three. We knew that Tyler's second kid was coming. Congratulations to Tyler. Yeah, congrats, dude. Um, on that. And we, and we understood that. And I was, I was there to help. Absolutely, dude. It was one of my best friends. Um, but then, of course, other things kind of like have evolved from that. Yeah. The work schedule being thrown a complete curveball. And now it's just me and Nate again, like the old days. And we're just waiting and praying for a Tyler return <laughs> because I was really enjoying that dynamic. I was too. Uh, it was different. And it was especially with like the, the, the comic readings. Yes. And reviews. And, and, we, and we were wanting to really concentrate on that 
and do that and make that a big revolving part of the show. Now, Nate and I can still do that with just the two of us, but it, it was just like, man, if Tyler all of a sudden comes back in and we're in the middle of something, we can do it. Cause I did it when I, when I guessed it on two ninety nine. Yeah. You know, I, I, I caught up when, when they were doing Craven's last hunt and was a part of that. And, um, uh, cause my original intention was to guest and then help him out with 300 and be like, yeah, you know, hey, you know, <laughs> I'll see you around, you know, don't be a stranger. And that's crazy itself. 300 episodes. I know that's, I put a lot of work into that. Incredible. That's, uh, six years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I put a lot of work into that, not to toot my own horn, but, uh, yes, that was a big undertaking to yeah. do it. And it, because we did it during the, during, during the pandemic, during the quarantine, you know, so we had super casts, uh, that are scattered. I, I would like to actually track them all down and make them all centrally available mm-hmm. somewhere. Cause I'm not sure where all of them are. I know one of them's on. I got like one or two. Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember if I uploaded them ever. So not, it's, yeah. It's... So it's like, we got to track them down. Cause so, cause there's some fun stuff in there, but like we didn't want to really do that. We wanted to actually spend time with each people like get 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 some see if we can have some a couple different people on but like instead of having a, a cavalcade of just yeah bunch of stuff since we've done the supercast already make it different than that and so doing doing so the podcast is like five hours long <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, yeah it's a it's a trek but it was also it was a lot of fun to work on man my, my this brand new shoe work has tore it up already don't you hate that like no, just it, it's crazy and and now we're talking about work but uh no 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 we're not talking about work no no we're we're, no, we're gonna talk about we're you know, let's transition pull the pull us out of here we're gonna talk about butterfingers yeah so uh butterfingers changed their flavor because butterfingers were sold from nestle to ferraro is that how you say it i couldn't they're, tell you they're the company that makes nutella okay okay so Nestle's like, we're getting out of this fucking candy business. We're just going to focus on all. And the, the Nutella water. craze knows no bounds. And so, you know, I'm they actually messed with the Butterfinger flavor. Yeah. Okay. They changed it. Here on the show, you can go back to episode 180, go back in the archives. And like, one of the things is, is that you're finding new things to have Tyler rage over. Okay. <laughs> I wish that theme would have continued on a little bit more. Because yeah. you can always bring up Brian Cranston. You can always bring up certain things. Uh, but Butterfinger was a new one, and that was fun. Yeah. Because um, my goal was to get him all hot and bothered and then surprise him with a, with a Butterfinger at the end and calm me down a little bit. You know? <laughs> it's like Butterfinger instead of a Snickers, right? Right. But just recently, he hit up the network and chill chat. and like, guys, in my depression... We're, uh, I now I'm just I'm not actually like quoting him. I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but this is what I envision. What, what I remember, it's like I, I tried one and was so afraid. And guys, it was just like the old Butterfingers. It tasted the same. It stuck to my teeth the same. Like and, and, <laughs> I love how that's a thing. Yeah, like, that's was, that's that's a plus. And it was I hate just it. like you know the gods have heard me or whatever. Like somebody, some other people were, were chiming in. And then we have like you know here's the thing is that we, before that I had bought a little fun bag of like candy and i was eating them and i'm like man this tastes like it tastes like butterfinger yeah you know and i, I didn't even think anything of it i was like oh maybe i just forgot what good tastes like i i don't know because there was a difference 
I'm not a huge Butterfinger guy. It's not even probably in my top five of candy bars. Yeah, that's how I was. Like, when he started raging about it, I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I never knew Butterfinger was that big of a deal. And it, cause it was I, to him, damn it. I, yeah, like, I ate it. I, was, I liked them. They were okay. So, of course, when, when all this went down, episode 80, I, of course, found a Butterfinger in the cafeteria, a new Butterfinger. Mm-hmm. It said new. And I... Re- I got in my car with uh, another previous guest, Cameron, and uh, we recorded our uh, take on the new Butterfinger. And I was like, I don't really remember what the old one tasted like. This one's okay. I can kind of maybe see what Tyler's saying. So that was that. And then fast forward to this time, and I was like, I'm going I'm to try it. I don't remember what that last one tasted like. <laughs> but uh, And I was like, no, that's 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 not bad. Okay, so it's not bad. I have a new entry in the diary of Butterfinger drama. Okay, yeah. On the way what? here today. Oh shit! Running what? out of you know, running late as as I was. I, I told you eleven, and it was technically eleven in Illinois time, Central. So <laughs> I'm not wrong. I'm just wrong. Anyway, so I stopped at this gas station on the way out of my hometown, picked up a drink, actually three of them, they were three for five, and I'm a nice. fucking glutton. <laughs> so, nice. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to get me another Butterfinger. because And it, has, it says brand new on it, a new recipe. I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. Go up there and grab it. And I take a bite. It, and it's, it's fresh in your mind, so you know. This was different. Oh? This was the one that we had back around episode 80. And I look at the label and it says best by May 2020. So this has been sitting there for a little bit. <laughs> so this change did happen. It's real. And it's more recent than we think. They just didn't say anything about it. They did it quietly. Because I was thinking maybe they did it, maybe they didn't. You know, one of those like, just like I said, maybe it's been so long since I had an actual Butterfinger that when they came out with the new ones, I was generally like, eh, it's a Butterfinger. Mm-hmm. You know, Tyler was angry visibly in every veins popping out yes. of every possible nook and cranny of his body. And I'm just like, eh, whatever. It's not even in my top five. I, I don't really go there that often. But all, I can say. Like all 23 miles of his endocrine system was just pumping. Yes. Like on all cylinders. No, like he was angry. He was he was very mad, and now I understand why. Having had literally because he because after, um, after that was said that I believe it was the same day that he was like, I think it was like about a week ago. I I I went to Meyer, and my wife was well starting that time of the month, and she's like, "Chocolate, I need it." <laughs> like, all right, babe, I got you. So. I'm looking around the candy and Meyer doesn't have as good of a candy selection as Walmart. Meyer's just kind of like Meyer was a long time. People are like Meyer's better. I nay, nay. I don't think it is. I think Meyer is like, man, Meyer's better for certain things. Sure. Maybe, but it's, it's getting to a point where I'm noticing like you are definitely the lesser in this situation here. It's like, okay, you have better cooler selection. Oh boy. <laughs> I'll remember that when I need to get better camping alcohol, material. better meat. No, alcohol uh, selection, they, they are next level. Yeah. They're definitely. Yeah. Um, and they do have a really good butcher. Uh, like, the, the produce section is pretty decent, sure. too. 
They used to have like a whole uh, pizzeria in there. Yeah. That was awesome. But so I got like little bags. I got me two bags of Butterfingers. I got her two bags of Baby Roots, right? For some reason, when I bought that big bag that had Butterfinger, Crunch, and Baby Ruth, all candies that were sold from Nestle to Nutella Company, Ferraro, you know, fucking Ford versus Ferraro, whatever. (laughs) It's like, can you imagine that? It's like, oh, yeah, I'm Henry Ford. It's like, hey, we make Nutella. What the fuck are we doing? Side note, I watched that movie at some point this year. Yeah. Fan, it's a phenomenal movie. It's yeah. one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. Uh, I'll actually have to watch it because it's on. It's long. It's but, on HBO, right? Yeah, it's long, but it's so good. I finally watched Shazam, by the way. Yeah, the way. I liked it. Yeah, it's good. I, I don't ever want to watch it again, but it was good. Um, <laughs> I may watch it again when I before the next one comes out. Just yeah, so kind of refresh. I kind of felt like it was their Spider-Man Homecoming. Like, yeah, not exactly in one hundred percent quality, but overall with with the tone. With the tone, it was that. And it was pretty good. It was like Spider-Man Homecoming meets Kazam. <laughs> For like the 90s. It's silly as shit. It's stupid. Anyway, also, they, they put Steel on HBO. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so we got to watch Steel. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> no, but Butterfinger did change her stuff. And, I, and, I, and I'm like, this is noted and being said today because this is an old one. And I, I was so, it was so fresh in my mind because I literally just this week, every day when I would get home, I would eat, would eat, I would eat a couple of those Butterfingers. I'm like, man. Really, really digging this Butterfinger comeback, and I got this old one, and or this old new one. I wonder. It's noticeable. So the 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 little ones you were eating. Mm-hmm. So Snickers, those little squares that they do. They're yes. They taste different. They're, they they, they, they are a bit different. They are different. I mean, fuck uh, Hershey bar, just regular milk chocolate. The king size, bigger chunks taste different than the little ones sure not maybe not taste but they they just hit different <laughs> that could be consistent with like the overall how much how much overall chocolate you're eating differs because it maybe it hits your tongue different yeah know. well the king size they're definitely like thicker like yeah. they're denser yeah like <laughs> you remember when they came out with hershey air yeah and it's ridiculous it's like less chocolate Remember those the Hershey drops? I think that's what they are. They're like giant M and M's. Yeah, just straight Hershey chocolate, and it's amazing. See Hershey Air, I, I kind of felt like that was just a mess up at the factory, and they were like, they had a bunch <laughs> of them. They just came up with something new to sell them. <laughs> like, look, we have six million of these, and fucking Frank hit the wrong button over here. Sorry. <laughs> so that he ended up putting, so the little. Uh, the hose that squirts out the Hershey into the thing, it had air in it. Had air in the line. Yeah, it had air in the line. We're seven million bars. We need to sell Jesus. them. So we're gonna come up with something new and be, and just and people will buy it. Mm-hmm. I bought one and it was absolutely freaking uh, stupid and ridiculous. How long ago was that? That was a couple years ago. Okay, I remember seeing it. But it's, I don't remember Hershey Air. <laughs> it, it, no, it's it's literally you, you take a bite of it and it, it's like less dense because they literally it's air pockets. That's so weird. They messed it up. I'm telling you, it, so it was weird. a mess up at the factory, and they just, it's almost like the old Mitch Hedberg joke. It's like Pringle's original business model was to sell tennis balls. But the day that they opened up business, a truck of potatoes showed up. And they're a laid-back company, and they're just like, fuck it, cut them up. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we got Pringle. Oh, that's, that's beautiful. Um, <laughs> what a beautiful soul. I know. I miss that, man. Like some of his shit was like 
some 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 of his shit was like it's like it, I like how it's awkward and not funny and how he rolls with it. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, you know, he's like, like yeah, okay, that joke sucked. Track four will not be chainsaw juggling. <laughs> it will be this one. <laughs> talking about the CD. Nice. Like, that joke was better than you acted. You know. <laughs> just he's, he's always calling out like when people don't react to his jokes. Right. It's like, man, that one guy thought that joke was funny. <laughs> Me and him are vibing right now. <laughs> that guy. That guy. <laughs> Who's that guy with the funny laugh? <laughs> that guy's cool. <laughs> There's that one guy. This is, is the guy. He's like, like. He was talking to this guy during what I think it was his last CD because his last CD wasn't supposed to be an actual show. He was just recording his material to see what he needed to work on, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and it, this guy's like, like he's talking back and forth to him. It's like he's like, wait, this guy's like, what are you drinking? Let me buy you a drink. Oh, me, not cool on the rocks for when you're feeling sick but sociable. <laughs> 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 And then they're just talking, and and then he ends up like, he's like, he's like, what are we like? Are you asking me questions in reverse? Are you are you like, am I supposed to be asking you questions, but you're giving me the answer first? He's like, so let's try this out. Like, what are we doing? This guy goes, it's going downhill. It's going downhill. Which way is my career going? <laughs> oh fuck you, man. <laughs> As you said, beautiful soul, beautiful soul. <laughs> yeah. But so this year, 2020 has sucked. It has. And I guess we're we're getting into the part of the podcast where we're about to date this episode. Yes. No. Because uh, we don't know when this episode is going to drop. No, but, not per se. You and kind as, of mentioned maybe a surprise. Yeah, yeah. I might just throw it up this week just to, hey, guys, this shit's coming. Because um, as I said, I think on the last episode, that I'm not dropping. I was my, the plan is to do all record all ten of these episodes, and then release them. However long that takes, and then release them one by one. Kind of like how we're doing something else that we're doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which we've already talked about. So yeah, uh, rank, them rank them all. Yeah, rank them all. Sam. Who knows? Rank them all might be out before this is out. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. Which I mean, that's I part think- of the reason you're here today as well, because we were messing around with the guitar stuff. Yeah, we're gonna record an, an intro. Yep. Um, Kind of have an idea for it. I'm hoping it kind of pans out. Um, not sure. We'll see. You know, we like we have some time, so yeah. Um, we yeah, still we, have six episodes to do, and it seems to take forever to get our schedules to line up. Right. Too. You know, I I actually had like a stupid idea the other day because you were wanting to do um, four horsemen for yeah. or mechanics four horsemen. Yeah. And I was like, what if we just did a different intro for every album using a song off the album? Well, okay. So that was, uh, so one of my other intro ideas, I stopped petting him and he looks at me with discontent, like <laughs> the, uh, your Baxter cat. It's yeah. Like, what the, why did you stop? <laughs> but, hey, I placed myself here for a reason. <laughs> Anyways. No. Uh, so I wanted to do kind of like a mashup, you know, where it's like, uh, like a riff, 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 raff, riff, raff, mm-hmm. and then have it, you know, end up. But then I'm like, at that point, you know, because the first band we're doing is Metallica. We we all started there because yeah. all four have a really big affinity for that band, and they're the biggest heavy metal band of all time. So why not just start there? And they have a big discography. They're yeah. not the biggest discography either. So no. Yeah. So like, start there anyway. But I'm like, man, I don't want to have to do it, but for do that for every band though, because then it wouldn't make sense. Oh to my do god, it for the next one. especially for what uh, another one we have 
yeah like planned and it's yeah. like because that would just be extra ridiculous yeah, i know so it's like no let's just try and pick one it, you know what maybe it works maybe it doesn't maybe we can like hit somebody up who's a better player than any of us to try and help us out with it we'll we'll figure it out step one i i, I want to try and have us do it and then we'll fall back on some of some of our other contacts because we do have some people who are much better musicians than we are <laughs> let's put it that way so 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 the hope is there and I am looking forward to seeing what happens with rank a mole. I am looking forward also to hopefully at some point having it be its own feed where we can all contribute to that feed. Yeah. Instead of it being like, cause right now, you know, we made a deal where it's like, all right, rank a mole is going to debut on the podcast feed. And then eventually it'll probably go over to the, to the network feed in audio form, it, in, in how, audio form. However, it will be on you on the JSE YouTube. It's going to be on rank a mole. YouTube It's going to have its own YouTube. Oh, so that's, that's going to be a place where you, it's going to be awesome. generalized. Awesome. Uh, so, like, if the audio is not generalized in its own feed now, it will be eventually, because obviously we are we are moving towards. There's no there there there's no getting around it. At some point, every single show on the network is gonna have its own feed. It's gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, for, <clears throat> for people who are like, man, I don't know if I can contribute to the. Like, we're gonna do it at some point. It has to happen. That's where the growth is. You know. When you have a network feed and we're all we're all party feed, you do get more uh, an audience when you're on your own sustainable feed and you put it in the work end to push your show out. Mm -hmm. You know because when you have a a variety feed, that's cool. You know, but at some point, it's like it becomes frustrating for some people to find content, so to streamline it. However, to to move to that next point, that does take uh, monetary. It, it does and so and trust me we have been looking sure <laughs> and, and yeah, at all yeah, possible we have avenues uh potentially looking at like ways that we can mm -hmm. uh take care of that uh monetary yeah thing the capital yeah you know and and, and you know, and the thing is as as with any entity with any sort of network there's growth there's change you know mm -hmm. we've seen a little bit of that uh with just changing the logo and, and, and up, up a little bit just a, just a little while ago. And that's that was just, in my opinion, to differentiate that from the, from the podcast logo because they were similar yeah. with some color change. But now you see it. It's definitely a pop. Boom. Your eyes see this is different than this. You know, so it's not just the same thing. But that's just it, man. Growth. With every single year, find something. Do something. Make this. Change this. Tweak this. You know, when I came back, to GIC and the whole point at first to do 300 was to do it in a video format. And then the show, Nate, you can do this too. Let's get it up. I'll help you out. We'll get it rolling. Cause it'll change it. It'll add a new Avenue mm -hmm. because, and now we've started doing that every single week and we debut it on, on, on like on Facebook. Does it get a million views? No, but there are some people who's tune in and they, and they watch every single week. I've actually gone through on like on watch parties or seen live and I see the same names sometimes pop in. Yeah. Whether or not they watch the whole thing or not, it's different eyes, different audience where they don't have, they don't listen to podcasts, but they will watch mm -hmm. to see what's going on. So take a little bit of what I've been doing with Game Addict, sprinkle it over here, get Nate familiar with that format. That way he can start doing it. Pull him away from the old 10 year old board to, to figure out <laughs> new ways of recording. Is he, because, is he still using the, uh, the Behringer? Uh, to record or is he using the board still um i don't know if he does it with uh, wrestling that way because just with how he's capturing it he now can and i've shown yeah. him how to 
but also it's also just a working through uh, changes and everything like that because mm -hmm. there was one time that that we were finding ways different ways to record OGs, and he he recorded himself through Streamlabs, and he accidentally had his mic on, and also had and it, but he had the monitor on. And he had the speakers on, so he uh, he doubled his own voice. Oh joy! So it, it, it was an episode that never got released. Did he not realize? Did he have headphones on and not realize it? Yeah. Gotcha. So, like, shit. Oops. <laughs> so like it, the literally, and the same thing with Tyler. I was kind of showing him some stuff with Streamlabs. The only way to learn Streamlabs is to fuck with it. Yeah. It's the only way because there's, and also this was what was weird, doing stuff to Tyler Streamlabs that I do on my Streamlabs wasn't doing the same thing. Yeah. I had to stop, look at his, and mess with it, and then figure it out. <laughs> it was weird <laughs> and stupid. But that's, you know, it's there. It's an avenue. And as we grow, every single year, try and find something to grow with, whether or not it's a little bit of video, a little bit of here. We did the same thing with Port 360. We did some, like, a cool yeah. little video special for his 75th episode. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was a lot of fun. That was my last appearance, my most recent appearance on the network, officially. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, it was nice to, that, that was nice to just sit there and talk um, about something other than Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for a yeah. while, because that that's other than other than episode seventy five of four three sixty, mm -hmm. that's all I've done besides like an episode or two of Brews with Dudes that sure was forever ago at this point seems like, um, that, which I, I'm really glad we're doing this today because I was just having these thoughts the other day of like man I still haven't done this do I even have like a passion for it do I even want to keep going mm -hmm. I mean do I want to do these ten episodes and just quit do I I don't know what I want to do. So I was kind of like, you know what? I'm going to be doing this episode with Brandon on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Maybe that'll get me motivated again. Maybe it'll, like just doing it again will be like, all right, I'm, I'm still doing this. Sure. So we'll see. So now we'll transition <laughs> into the existential terror in of 20. that yeah. 2020 has been. Yeah. Uh, this decade has been terrible. Um, like <laughs> this whole year has been a decade. Joe told me something the other day. This, then, now, this is a religious joke, and I'm not really religious, so I don't exactly get it, but I get it. Uh, so I guess God was talking to David. Okay, yeah, he told me. This. I saw this online, and then he told me. Well, and it's like, all right. It's, it's good. <laughs> you know, let's plan out some events for the, for the 2020s, and you're going to plug them in and you know, get that going because, you know, we can't let – we can't have humanity just have it be all easy. And then – I guess God got pretty mad at David. He's like, wait, did you? Like, so like, or no, he said like, so, so how's like, do, so how's that doing with plugging all those, uh, all those big events into the 2020s? He goes, wait a minute, plural. <laughs> like you didn't put a whole decade of stuff into one year. Did you? <sighs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> so yeah, no, that that's the way this year has felt. Uh, yeah. It's, it's been one thing after another. I mean, the very first thing was World War Three. World Br War Three. Australia on fire. Kobe. Kobe, and yeah, and then and then the COVID. Yeah, <laughs> and then the pandemic, and then the close down. The two months off of work that we had. Yeah, never in my life. Nope. That's that's the first time since I've been working that. Same. So I've, since I've been seventeen years old, I've never taken that much time off no, work. Same. Absolutely. It, it was much needed. Yeah. It was much needed. Okay, so I will say that 
we, uh, we being my family, we were fortunate enough to be able to not have to worry monetarily about that because we were we received a quite a good opportunity to pull out of our 401k mm-hmm. with without the the uh, the uh, penalty penalty uh, like other than paying the taxes on that which yeah well from what the guy told me as long as we prove that we had COVID hardships it it'll be broken when we go to our taxes the next year it should be broken up over the next three years okay paying the taxes on that so I'm hoping he was right on that I am too. Because, because <laughs> I don't need of, another year of bullshit taxes. Well, okay, because we could have had the taxes taken out right away, or we can have do that. And so we did that. Uh, so that way we, we yeah, maximize maximize our gain there, because then we were able to pay off every single bit of our debt and get a new uh, furnace in, in, in AC and uh, make sure that our bills were paid, because at that point we weren't going to be able to pay our bills. Because we were off for two months, we got paid for basically a month ish. Uh, three weeks. Three weeks. Three weeks directly from our employer. From, from work. So that's awesome. They that was they they, they yeah. went above and beyond in my opinion. Uh, and then they the, then they said, hey dude, we have to stop. Yeah. Like, we can't continue to pay you. So unemployment. Unemployment. But the thing is, is that okay? So so government gave us the subsidy, uh, adding on to the unemployment and uh, an extra six hundred dollars, which mixed in with our Indiana thing uh, with that, which hey, we live in Indiana. Um, which 390 plus 600, that's not bad. You know, in some ways it's a little bit more than, than what we bring home a week. I got, I got 850 a week. 850. Mine was, it was right around 900. I think it, 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 that, that was just after taxes. Right. It, 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 like it was a little, I think it was a little bit under the nine for me or it, it was something like that. Well, I didn't get that until the Thursday before we went back to work. Right. And had I not had that opportunity to pull out of my 401k, the whole first part of May would have been, we can't pay our bills. We yeah. can't pay the mortgage. I remember I was down to like my last hundred dollars before, before, before it finally hit my bank account. And uh, I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> well, because we did that, we had plenty of money, and then it finally it all hit at once. Like it was like damn near four grand. Boom, boom, boom. Which was it came at a very uh very good time for us because my dad passed in early May. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was another thing that hit me because we had like COVID and like like all the public stuff with the pandemic and then shutdowns, quarantines, returning to work under new conditions, which was challenging and just different. And then uh, my dad passed and then had to deal with all of that crap because he wasn't prepared for his own passing. And... So, so that left me with no, uh, no way to handle it other than personally. And like personally, like personally, personally, physically responsible for his own passing. Uh, so he didn't have life insurance or anything. But he, it was one of those things where, he's, where he always told me he was going to do it. He never got around to it. And it was untimely. So damn, you know, mm-hmm. thankfully, I, I had a lot of people step up and help me out with that. That was awesome. But it was also he lives in another state who has different parameters for reopening than our own state. So I was unable to do the funeral at the time the way that I wanted to do it. And I had to deal with getting an extension of my own bereavement from work, having to answer questions as to why I needed it. Right. And that was bullshit. Yeah. I understand why they do it. Absolutely. But my, my personal 
mental health could not. When I got the email asking the question of, do you really need it? Yeah, and, and, and just seeing that, it's like, fuck you. But but you, they got a complete do mental it. breakdown. <clears throat> I yeah. called in the next day because literally I I had a panic attack. And literally, my wife had to fill it, fill it out, and I had to tweak it just a little bit. Or no, maybe I wrote it out and then she tweaked it because I was kind of in my panic state. I was running on my running on my sentences or or basically double stating or whatever because I was just like, oh, right. My God. I mean, you just lost your father yeah. i mean and that and to have to it's just the the hoops we got to jump through for shit that's just basic humanity and it got approved thankfully and then no sooner did i do his funeral that we did his funeral um which also due to the fact that it's in that he's in another state everything's over in another state and the monetary things, he still doesn't have a headstone right now. And that bugs me. That really bugs me. And I want to get that done within the next few months. Yeah. Because that's just more money that I don't have. Even though I got that awesome payment, that we. but note that I said that we paid off all of our debt and got a new furnace, Ganesi, and did all this. Yeah. And had just a little bit extra in our pockets to be able to be like, all right, we're not in dire straits. And then that just happened. But just to cremate him, Cost twenty eight hundred dollars. Jeez. And for donations, I think we got like thirteen hundred. So it was like partially paid. The rest of it I had to pay out of my own out of my own pocket. Plus the amount that it cost to do the opening, closing of the grave, and put him in the ground and everything, and to buy the property that it took right. to do that. So they was just like. I haven't had since then. I haven't had the money because like like a headstone like for what I want for him is like it's like twelve fourteen hundred dollars, and it's just like I'm about to make a pretty morbid joke about my own dad. <laughs> He's not going anywhere, so he'll be he'll be, he'll be all right. He'll be there. You know, I, I absolutely yeah. love my dad. I miss him. I just saw a picture of him. It's it's kind of funny because you we're we're just stroking well. Struck him right along in 2020. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I almost said struggling and, and going, and it came out stroking. I'm not sure why. But we're just, you know, we're moving right along. And it's just like, I don't want to say that I forgot, because I haven't certainly haven't forgotten, but I, it's just like part of my own heart and my own soul that I've kind of pushed to the side. And then it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, my dad's dead. Hmm. Yeah, that kind of sucks. So just see that and go, fuck. That's a call I'm not getting. All right. Yeah. And then right after that, my grandma died. That one was less expected. My, I kind of had a little bit of warning about that. My, I mean, I mean, my grandma was like 90. Mm-hmm. You know, she'd been, I always said, like, I kind of dealt with the fact that she was going to die like 10 years ago when she started having right. problems. So I, it, it was just every year it was like, is she still around? She's still kicking? Man, she's living out of spite at this point. She's her spite and Budweiser, apparently. Yes. Well, like, you know, and it was just that. Yeah. It, it was like the fact that she wanted to go. And and I I felt like it was just her own anger that was keeping her here. It, 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 it I'm, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't I don't say that. And I don't want to sound like disrespectful. I say that in love because she definitely wasn't happy. Yeah. And, you know, and I, and I wasn't able to go to her funeral. I was able to not have to worry about we we scheduled it for where I when I could go, but we had COVID scares at work. 
and people, someone who I worked right next to the day before, two days and the day before she went out with positive COVID, it came back positive. Yeah. Thankfully I never had any issues, but I don't know. Was, did, could I have gotten You could it? not and have known at the time. Could I have been positive and just never had anything? And then me and my family, we never had anything? Because some people are completely asymptomatic when they get it and they don't even get sick. Or, or, or you know, around that time, it's when this, the, it's right, right at the end of summer and it's like allergies. Maybe that was it. Maybe, maybe I did get it and it was just allergies. I don't know. But, but as you said, there's no way for me to know. And I could have went and I could have kept my distance. Um, I was even asked, to, like, do you want to speak? You know, and say something. And I did. I absolutely did. Because I was able to wing it. Doing this podcast, not just this podcast, but podcasting in general. Doing the podcasting has actually made me a little bit better of a speaker. Yeah. Because I've, I've been able to mix that with playing and performing and, like, the band stuff. It got to a point where I wasn't nervous about it anymore. You know, like, the first couple of shows we did, I was a little nervous. I was actually more nervous in the studio recording our first demo things. Then I, I, my, my knees were like shaking. I couldn't stop. Once that red light comes on, it's the weirdest thing. Well, because it's like, <laughs> well, like, and if we were to do that here, I, I wouldn't be nervous. I would just be like, fuck, fuck. I would feel bad for wasting time. But no, knowing that we were on the dime and someone else was footing that bill for doing the very first thing that we did because it was like a school thing. Mm-hmm. I was so nervous. We practiced this song every day for the last month. How can I not play this right? Oh my gosh. Anyway, no. I was able to speak at my dad's funeral. I completely winged it. I wish I could have maybe wrote some more stuff down because there was stuff that I missed. Ironically, as shit, at his funeral, I wasn't sure where, everywhere where he stood with his own religion. I think he believed in God. And in fact, I'm pretty sure he did. But I'm not religious myself. And I, when they were asking, what do you want to do? Do you, have, do you want to have someone speak? And I'm like, I don't even... He kind of went to church with his girlfriend, but I'm not sure if that's what he wanted because we never talked about that. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. I don't want to like do it because that's not what I envisioned necessarily. I was going to speak. And if anybody else wanted to as well, and if anybody wanted to say a prayer, you can say a prayer. I guess I'm not, I wasn't against it, but it, I'm certainly not in the position myself to be doing that. Yeah. So other than telling stories, there's one thing I wanted to do. And it was a memory that stuck out in my mind. And I'm, and I, and I think I shared this story on like an OG's episode, maybe when we talked about our dads mm-hmm. or no, at that point, like I hadn't had the funeral yet. So I, this is what I did do. This is an addendum to that episode. Okay. Just this part. <laughs> so uh, a memory that I have, cause he used to play softball a lot. And one of the things that he would do before each and every show is like a, Every show, each and every game, <laughs> it was like uh, a ritual. He'd, he'd open up his trunk, crank the stereo, and put a cassette in. And that cassette was 1984 Van Halen. And he played Jump. He'd crank it. Very fitting for right now. And that's kind of why I said it, because it's like, that's what I did at the funeral. I cranked Jump from my car. Nice. For him. That's awesome. Because, I mean, we have, we have, I have a lot of musical memories with my dad. Just country, classic rock. He got me into a lot of different stuff. But being in, like, 19, early 90s and just being a little kid, and he, I remember him, like, every show. And I remember that cassette. I'm like, what, what, what do you mean? Like, what are we doing? And he cranked it. And I just remember that. I have such a vivid <laughs> memory of that. I'm like, I thought it was the coolest thing. 
and and and, I, and, I, and it introduced me to Van Halen. Yeah. So like, I, so I did that, and then of course, just this week, dated this podcast. Sure, but like, Eddie Van Halen passes. Yep. Hmm. Twenty twenty strikes again. It does. I mean, we've already we lost Kobe, Chadwick Boseman. Yes. Now Eddie Van Halen. And that's not even like, that's not everybody. No. There's other people who have passed too. You know, the just like a, a day after Eddie Van Halen or two days, was it the original guitarist for Red Hot Chili Peppers? Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like. Which I saw that and I'm like, I'm not a fan of Red Hot Chili Peppers. I'm not so the biggest was, fan, but it's like. So I was just like, okay. Because somebody said, hey, they come in threes. I'm like, then I saw that. I'm like, no, stop. <laughs> Knock it off. Come on, 2020. I can't remember who I was talking to. I think it was, it might've been Joe. I was like, we were just, he was naming people that possibly could go. He's like, what Keith Richards or Mick Jagger. I'm like, no, they ain't going nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, now geezer Butler or not geezer Butler. Um, Tony Iommi. Yeah. Ozzy. Yeah. It's like Ozzy. I mean, especially Ozzy. He had a big scare like a year ago. Yeah. And not to mention Parkinson's. Or, I don't yeah, know. I don't know how that's developing, but I don't know either. I, I hope he's doing well. I heard that he's like currently in the process of working on another new record because he just did that other one that was very fast and just very quick. He, he didn't even have any of the guys he normally records with. He didn't have Zach. Yeah. It was just because it was the producer. No, was no Gus G. Ones. Yeah. Well, no, Gus G's not even in the band anymore. They brought Zach back completely. Yeah. So, I really liked that album with Gus G. Scream. I, I, I've heard it a few times. It, it's, it's pretty good. It's a it's a point of contention amongst fans, but I liked it. He didn't really enjoy his time at the band with Ozzy. Yeah. It, he's kind of been open about that. He's like, he, and, he, and, he, and he doesn't say that with disrespect. He's all the respect in the world for Ozzy, but it just him personally, like he was excited to do it, and then when he was in it, he didn't really enjoy the process. Yeah, he enjoyed playing, but the whole recording process was a bit weird for him. Or Maybe just being kind of like a hired hand was yeah. He didn't really enjoy the feeling as much as he thought he would. But so now we're going to get into the other part of the year, which seems to be dragging us all down. <sighs> yeah, the election. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I heard something on the way here on another podcast that I thought was very fitting because it really is. It. I, I, I listened to a couple different pro wrestling podcasts. And one of the guys I listened to, I listened to uh, Eric Bischoff's podcast. He does. Okay. With, Conrad Thompson is like, in the, like he's almost like the real pod father. Cause he actually makes money doing it. <laughs> so, right. So, so we call Nate lovingly the pod father because his journey to comics spawned. A, he's basically like our sperm donor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for, yeah. Weirdly enough for the other podcasts that was spawned from. So no, we lovingly call him the pod father, but like Conrad Thompson, he has like five podcasts a week. That oh he wow! Is a part of with these other pro wrestling guys, and and they're all the same format now. I can't remember who the what the guy's name is. Uh, he he used to be part of MTV, but he's referred to as the original Podfather. Oh, Adam Carolla. Yeah, no, not Adam, not Adam Carolla. Um, it is Adam. I want to say Adam Murray, mm. something like that. Anyway, uh, R and D's on it. So. I was listening to his show that he does with Eric Bischoff and they were talking about pro wrestling audiences and everything. And, he, and this is a bit of a long story, so I'll try and make it short. But he was talking about last year, SmackDown debuted on Fox and there were so many millions of people who tuned in and over the next two weeks, they were gone. And then like, they've kind of had their own standard of viewers who tune in every week. He goes, but for that debut night, 
they had an extra two million people tune in. That means there were some people who, people who tuned in or walked into a restaurant, they either ordered an appetizer and had a meal and never ate there again. Why? Why is that? Yeah, it's Adam Curry. They, they, they wanted to tune in because they wanted to sample it. In other words, these are people who are fans or maybe uh, bygone fans, wanted to see what was going on. A new product or a new show, a new debut, they tuned in and they tuned out. Why? Why is that? Why aren't they watching? What is it about the product that they're not liking? And he had a very unique theory. And I actually, I don't think he's all wrong. He goes, where did that 18 to 35 audience go? Because they're still watching t- t- like television. Maybe television has changed a lot, sure, mm-hmm. with how we consume. But what are they watching on cable television that is not pro wrestling? They'll, 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 they'll tune in if something big's happening to see what's going on. And then they don't like it and they'll tune out. It's like, because he believes this, that Eric Bischoff, he believes that there's a segment of the crowd, diehard fans, that are into good wrestling and they'll watch wrestling no matter what, especially if they're to see good matches or whatever. But there's another segment who are more in it for the entertainment process. And that's your other big part, chunk of your audience that is not tuning in. When you look at the subset of where those two audiences merged in like the late 90s, the big Stone Cold's rocks, there were people who were entertained by the matches, but also entertained by what was going on on the microphone. Whether or not we call that promos, interviews or whatever, they were entertained in general. Where did they go? And his theory is the the news. But I don't think he's entirely wrong by that. And think about how the news has evolved, going all the way back into the to the creation of Fox News. Yeah. News used to be Walter Conkright telling you what's going on, and you made your own choice. Then it turned into propaganda, where you had Fox News, who was right biased, shelling out what they wanted you to see with a, they said they're fair and balanced, but they're really not. They're not, they're not giving you both sides of the argument. You're giving, they're giving you opinion. Then they would have analysts on to analyze it. This is what I think about this. This is what I think about this. They're not just, they're not giving you an option of what to think. They're kind of telling you what to think. Yeah. But they're all, but also it has turned into uh, now, but now they turned the volume up, especially within the last 10 years. Especially within the last four, four years, four five years. years. Yes. So you have personalities. You have on CNN, you have Wolf Blitzer, you have uh, Anderson Cooper, you have Jake Tapper, you have uh, Chris Cuomo, Fox News, you have uh, Tucker Carlson. Hannity. Hannity, you know, uh, Bill O'Reilly for a while, but he's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. What are they doing? They're hosting shows. They are personalities. What are they doing? They're cutting promos. <laughs> yeah. And are they entertaining? Yes. Because to a certain audience, they're telling you you're cheering or you're booing, you're, but you're watching. I, this is, he's telling me what I want to hear. I agree with him. Yes. Boo him. No, he's a piece of shit. But still, either you tune in or you see clips. There's an audience. Then there was another thing that he said, there, and, I, and I'm not sure exactly when this happened, but he said that Chris Cuomo, a, an audio clip leaked out of him kind of like producing uh, Michael Cohen, uh, Trump's lawyer, ex-lawyer. 
and he was producing the segment before they went live. Basically, they were they were talking about what they were going to talk or slash argue about before they got on the air. It's like I was like, okay, we're going to hit this, we're going to hit this. He's basically kind of walking them through their their segment that they were going to do and kind of producing Michael, letting him know kind of what they were going to do before they went on the air. And like, and th- that there was some criticism about that. He goes, but he's not doing anything that the other guys don't do. You're telling me that they're like, he's like, not 100% of the time, but they're not going to plan what they're going to do before they go live. Because that's like planning a promo. You know, this guy, yeah. this, the, 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 this wrestling dude, he planned the heel turn of Hulk Hogan in the mid nineties and the NWO. That's a big deal. The biggest baby face of all time, turning it into a bad guy. They're not going to go out there without having at least a rundown of what, uh, maybe say this and maybe do this and bring up this part. And Hulk's like, yeah, that's good. But then I'll twist this and I'll, I'll say this part here and, and, and I'll say this instead of that because I think that'll get a better reaction. They're playing it out because then he goes out and they get reactions. Of course, with that, that's a little bit different. That's live, that's live audience. That's, that's instant reaction. Yeah, They're wanting people to, oh my God, that piece of shit just did this. But that's television. And it's, and it's gone from news to entertainment. They're mixing entertainment, and it's and it, it clicked with me because because as you said, just within the last five or six years, what has happened since then? We've elected somebody as into a major office. The president of the United States is more into entertainment than he is. Oh yeah, anything else? What I've seen the most is um, or the the most interesting, most real thing I've heard about President Donald Trump is. Uh, I heard it on Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan said he's a comedian. He 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 draws off of the lot. If you watch any mm-hmm. rally of his, sure. he's just leaning on that podium, and, you know, and he's he he's a set list. He's he's got the set list of uh, things he's got of talking points, and then he he feeds off the energy of his drones. And that's another way to put it too. Like not just, but he's yeah. a pro wrestler. Yeah, he's a pro wrestler. He's cutting promos. <laughs> yes, he absolutely is. It's 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 insane watching one of these rallies because, or especially recently. So, uh, the most recent one I watched, there was this lady, just this one lady, and no matter what he said, arms in the air, woo! And it's like, dude, that you that's not even something you would woo at, even mm-hmm. if like he's just talking at that yeah. point. And then th- there's. So then there's the, the part of the crowd that's just, you know, cheering him on. Yeah, he's like, Trump, he's my president. There's that that lady being part of that, but also secluded from that part because she was just crazy. But and then there's this other part of the audience that's like, what? That didn't even make sense. <laughs> so Trump is very charismatic. Yeah. He's very into getting that reaction. That's he's, why he wants to do the, to do the rallies. He's a reality TV star. Yes. But... <laughs> That's why his rallies were so key to getting like getting him attention back before he got began. Yeah, in the first place, Uh, he's saying because he he is lending himself to that audience that already thinks the way that along the lines that he's telling them that with stuff that they want to hear. You know, it's like boom, he's going through the set list. He's doing the Hulk Hogan necessary, not maybe not really, but he's doing the hand to the ear. Mm -hmm. You know, he's giving them the rundown. You know. He's he's saying the catchphrases, you know, the rocks catchphrases, which everybody, you know, the millions. That's the crowd's line. Yeah. Millions of the rocks fans. You know, he's like, he's like, here's what I'm going to do. Okay. I'm going to take those little emails. Hillary. 
I'm gonna shine him up real nice. Everyone's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, like this. I like this part. I like mm-hmm. where he's going. Like, turn him sideways and stick him straight up. Her candy ass. And yeah. Then they got the chant, lock her up. He gets them and mm-hmm. he gets them involved. I'm gonna build a wall. And who's gonna pay for it? Mexico. <laughs> he he had him. He has him right in the palm of the hands, and he likes that. It's he just, absolutely likes it. And they and, and here's the thing, they like it too. The absurdity of his of what of what his platform is slash was. It's like, why did people actually think he could do it or expect him to do it? And it's just like Holy shit, you are literally drawing out the the worst of this country. Well, okay, so you had uh, the election of Barack Obama really was the catalyst of a lot of it. It was. And you could actually look back into it, and uh, no joke, there's a large segment of people. Number one, he was a liberal. Number two, he was black. Yeah. And so the fact that we elected a very well-spoken black man, the immediate reaction to that with the Republican Party was was a subset of the, of the party, which is no longer really around. It's called the Tea Party. You remember yeah, that? yeah, I remember that. And and they really overtook the party, and they rallied against the president, and was able to overturn a majority in the House, and they took back the House, and then shortly after that, they took back the Senate, and so then what you had he became a complete lame duck. Kind of, yeah. He couldn't do anything without working with the Republicans, other than some exec- executive orders here and there. You know, which they'll claim was all the time. Everything, the, everything he did was an executive order. Well, and, 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 well that's because he had to. Yeah. Uh, you know, I believe he signed or signed an executive order limiting uh, gun magazine size. Yeah. That's yeah, like literally the only thing that he could do after the was that um, Sandy Hook. Mm-hmm. That was his response to Sandy Hook. They wanted to do more, but the, but the Republicans pushed back against it. The Second Amendment. So like and also. The, the the Republicans are heavily funded by the NRA, who have a political emphasis on not limiting anything with guns. So you have an organization who is rallying and raises money to pay politicians to not vote a certain way when it comes to certain aspects. That exists. It does. In in every other in in, in other facets too. Uh, Pharmaceutical companies, yes, yes, uh, lobbyists. That, just that, that's what I was looking for. Oil companies, the the yeah. all that. Yeah, tech tech companies, everything, everything. But that has built up, and then uh, the president, before he became president, launched into a conspiracy theory about the birtherism, because there were people who, when before when 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 Barack Obama was running for president, said he's a Muslim. He's not American because he's different. Because mm-hmm. he has a different name. Because he has, because he's well. Gu- guess what his middle name is? Hussein. Hussein. Who else had a, the name Hussein? Saddam. Yeah. Right. Right. You know the most hated the, the most hated man of two thousand two and two thousand three. Go back to like to, to the 08 election uh, with John McCain, one of John McCain's uh, town hall rallies, and he took a question from an old lady, and she said he's an American, he's a Muslim. And he shot that shit down. Yeah. He goes, nope, no ma'am, no ma'am. He's a fine man, and he's a senator, and he serves this country. And we just happen to have disagreements on policy. He refused to take that. Role. What a great man that guy was. I did not vote for him, and no. I was very anti-Republican at the time. Well, yeah, we just came out of Bush. Bush, and, and, yeah, and, and, and he was harping a lot of the same Bushisms, not actually quotes, but policies. 
So I was against that. I do kind of wish I could go back, not to necessarily vote for McCain, but to give him more credit. Yeah, for sure. I was I was pretty young at the time. It was 08. I think I was 22. I was a senior in high school. I was 22, and I I wasn't in it. I just knew I was against everything. Same. So far that that had come from uh, eight years of W. Bush mm-hmm. with the wars and everything. We needed to have a different kind of leader. Yeah, I, I was part of the crowd that was like pro. I was pro Obama because yeah, I, <laughs> I was pro Obama because he was black. We I, we had the chance to elect the very first African American. You know what? That, that wasn't even a part of it for me. Maybe for my for, wife. For it me, was. it was. For, for me, it was. it was policy. For me, it was like I actually. That's when I started look paying attention to politics a little bit more. And over the course of his first four years, he kind of disenfranchised himself with me by not living up to some of his things that he. Oh, absolutely. For. And so, um, <clears throat> namely, the one thing that I can really remember that really pissed me off was the National Defense Authorization Act of 2012. That's so weird that that's it. I, I remember it because included in with that was uh, provisions that the government and, and military could, they could indefinitely hold you if, if they deem you a threat, a domestic threat to this country. If you're a U.S. citizen or not, but mainly a U.S. citizen, they could detain you indefinitely without telling you why you're being detained. It basically rips away your constitutional rights. And so you don't get a lawyer. You don't get habeas corpus. You don't get any of this stuff. All that stripped away because they deemed that you were a domestic threat. Now, the rules for which what deems you a domestic threat are vague. Right. When Obama, when this was introduced, Obama said he wasn't going to sign it. And he signed it. He did it anyway. Now, he, was, um, he said that he wouldn't do that. Cool. Uh, and, then, and, then, and this is what I said at the time. Let's pretend I believe you. But what about the next guy? And holy shit! <laughs> the next guy. The next guy. I hope he's not listening to me because he might not know about this. He can do this to people as long as they deem them a threat. Because God damn it, he's off his fucking rocker right now. And it's not just the fact that he's a fucking conservative or a Republican. I said fucking and that, and I know. It, I, I don't mean it that way, guys. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm, I'm amped up. It's not because he is A or B, okay? It doesn't matter at this point. I would take a fucking A. I would take a fucking Republican right now as long as he had his head on straight. Right. You know, even if I disagree with every policy that he wants to do, as long as he's not a fucking prick, asshole, racist, or anything, which it's kind of hard. Hey, guess what? We had we had an excellent uh, person running for the Republican Party in 2016. John Kasich. John Kasich. Yeah, I would have voted for him every yeah, day. Yeah, I would have totally voted for him. Yeah, yeah. He he would he would like I, given I've mostly leaned Democratic. Uh, I don't consider myself a Democrat, but I mostly uh, lean I don't that way. Label myself, but mm-hmm. I, I'm definitely. But as I've gotten older in that election, because they always say they always say when you're older, you're going to get more conservative. Oh, yeah. And I definitely have because like there was a point when during that period of time after I voted for Obama that I kind of got a little bit more conservative and was against him. But I wasn't so far to the point where I didn't vote for Romney because I because I kind of saw through that and was like, Mm -hmm. this is red and blue. Same guy. Uh, He's going to be more for that party. He's going to be more for that party. He created a certain kind of health care. He did, too, uh, in the state of Massachusetts. And it was good for them, but not good for the country. Speaking of, I guess, 
Pence announced that they're unveiling their health care plan that they've been touting since the 2016 election, but yeah, never said anything. Never said anything about. Apparently, it's out now. Oh, okay. Well, I mean. <laughs> just in time. Yeah, just in time. But we'll see. Because here's the thing. They've been trying to get rid of the, the Affordable Care Act uh, since it was put in there. And they've done a lot of things to, to mm-hmm. really damage it. They've dismantled it. Because they didn't have the votes to get rid of it. And that's crazy. How when you have an how when you have a majority, seventy percent of America is for ACA. Well, it, it, no, uh, uh, yes, but like, it, it, but in terms of the Republican Party, you have the House, you have the Senate, you can get rid of it, and they didn't have the votes in the party. Yeah, hello, you know, uh, this is your chance because here's the thing, they had. When it was instituted, when when did they pass it? Like oh nine, ten, somewhere yeah. around, somewhere around there. The first two years at least, because they passed it before they lost the majority in the house. They've had ten years. Let's just say ten years. Ten years to come up with a new fucking plan to say this is our answer to this because we think it's we we actually think this is uh, unconstitutional and all this stuff, the mandate and all this. We don't like this stuff. Here is our plan, and they never fucking put anything out and their excuse is it takes time fuck you yeah fucking sit down and come up with a real plan instead of saying we need to get rid of it because it's imperative and we'll come up with a new thing after no no that's not how we do things no come up come to me you know you're not gonna sit here and say i don't like this idea and like okay so what's your idea i don't have one right now but i'll come up with one after we don't do this idea (laughs) yeah that flies you know, that's bullshit that, you know, that was the same thing when Ted Cruz, that's when Ted Cruz was starting to get rolling with his ideas uh, and, and being on television a lot in the, in like 2011, he was, he, he was gearing up not for 12 for 16. Cause he fucking, he, he definitely ran for president then, didn't he? Yeah. And, and you'll see this with the, with politicians when they, when they start appearing on TV more, it's cause they're trying to get their face. Yeah. Out there. Yeah. And his thing was Obamacare, 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 Obamacare. What's your plan? I don't have one. Fuck you. Get the fuck out of here. It's like, I want to hear your plan. I will entertain it. I will. I want to hear it because I want to hear if A or B is better because that's the country. We, but that's, unfortunately, that's the style of the democracy, if you want to call it that, which, which Republican senator from from Utah came out on Twitter, said we're not a democracy. He, he said it the other day, which we're technically not a straight up democracy. No, he's not wrong. But his emphasis was that it was it was different. So. So we've had Donald Trump for the last four years and um, policies aside, just the policies aside, we do. I mean, we don't even talk about it. Yeah. He's been a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Because it's a new thing every single day. Well, cause he is more into hearing himself talk mm-hmm. and he, he's a pro wrestler. He is. We, the whole media thing, which was based on entertainment. We've, we've, we've elected an entertainer. And it's not what we need. You know, I'm just glad we've they've moved away from the helicopter. Chopper talk? Yeah. Chopper talk. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that that was a thing every single day at work. Every day. What's he saying? I don't know. The the helicopter's he's, too he's loud. trying to yell over the helicopter. Um, but it's gotten worse. And I and part of it I feel like is because he's flailing. He's trying to find something. Mm-hmm. He uh now this is really gonna date, date the podcast. He's calling for the arrest of Barack Obama and Joe Biden and Hillary and Hillary Clinton. And did you, have you actually broke down the reasoning why 
No, I haven't looked okay. into it at all. So I rely on you for my news. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so, so here's why he's saying it. He's saying that the Russian probe, which led to his impeachment, was all fabricated by the Obama administration before, like during his election cycle, like the 16 election cycle, to hurt his chances of, of, of being elected. Basically, it was a coup to stop him, and it was all fake. What we do know is that the Russians did, in fact, get involved in the election. Yeah. Now he's trying to spin it and said, nope, they, they, were, they were just trying to stop me from being elected. So they have, and I can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head. I do apologize. They do have a, 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 an attorney doing an investigation on the investigation. <laughs> And Trump wants them arrested and indicted before the election. Why? Because it makes him look a lot better. And that's his, that's this cycle's Comey letters, which came yeah. out at the end of the cycle in 2016 and hurt an already weak candidate in Hillary and Hillary Clinton. Yeah. She was already, she was fighting the emails thing the entire time and it was not doing her any favors. She was barely hanging on to her leads. And it really showed in the end where she was not able to hold on to her minimal leads. Um, and Trump already ended up taking the Rust Belt by not even a full percentage point in each state, rounds about 0. 0.7, 0. 0.8 here and there. And he won. And that's how he won. And um, he wants to do that again because they Trump is hurting himself every single day. That is the inter most interesting thing about this election cycle to watch uh, it. Yeah. Holy shit. Like. But okay. we we said that in 2016, like when he made fun of that handicapped reporter. Okay, so here's like, the thing: how did how do you get away with that? Okay, right. Number one, he yes, did. He but did. The rules it. don't apply to him in that same manner. So that's where everything. Like, if you go back and you look at the national polls, national polls don't mean a lot. They don't mean a lot. And and every every single news outlet, every single pundit, everybody was like, well, they don't say a lot because the, because the the popular vote won't won't will not win you the presidency. Case in point, right? Right. But even in 2016, there was ups and downs and ebbs and flows. At one point in early September, Trump actually had the lead for like a point. <laughs> it was like, he, boop, boop, you know, and then, of course, what happened right at the end of the October? She dipped. He went up, but he never surpassed her. But it was always this same thing with the Obama cycles, both of them. In fact, in the, in the, in the 2012 cycle, Obama lot was lead or I'm sorry, Romney was leading for most of October. Wow, that's really good for Romney. And then Obama came back with, with the last two debates, and he ended up winning, winning the election by a smaller margin than what he won at 08, but still, he still won. This time around, Trump has not led a single point <laughs> at all. It, 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 he totally botched the first debate by well, not saying anything, but just attacking and well, interrupting. Okay, so... They were kind of expecting it to tighten. That's what everybody keeps saying. It's going to tighten. It's going to tighten. It's going to tighten. It hasn't. No. no not at all. In fact, ever since we've gotten into, gotten into October, since the first debate, the first debate hurt him. Him getting COVID has hurt him. Since he got COVID, Biden's jumped up three points. Yeah. This is insane to watch. Because I actually didn't start looking at polls at all until after the 16 election. I know. And, yeah. Well, because it was just like, okay, everything was wrong. Why was it wrong? You know? And it, it, it's not the fact that I was like um, so certain 
I, in fact, I was one of the people who were like, he has a chance of winning and it's kind of scary, but besides the mm-hmm. point. So now it's like, I'm not getting myself too comforted by the polls, but the fact is, is that it keeps edging and edging out and you can almost kind of see which he is panicking. And, and the fact that he's had tirades on Twitter and on, on Fox news and calling for the arrest, the actual arrest of your political opponent due to something that you've had multiple people look into. Multiple people, not just uh, AG Barr, not just this new guy that's like doing it and they're looking, well, we're going to get stuff hopefully out of this. But I want to say Jeff Sessions may might have done it. If he didn't do it, I do apologize. But I do know for a fact that the Senate Intelligence Committee Intelligence Committee did look at it. Mitt Romney himself yeah. saw this. This whole thing. And they're like, there's no, there's not enough here to say that that they made it up. Because everything that came out of it with what they came up with by saying that the Russians did meddle and the fact that some of your own people have been indicted from, and, and imprisoned. Some. Some. Yeah, some. Uh, no. Tends to say otherwise that there was something going on. And now Trump's trying to say they made it all up to hurt him. Some is a giant understatement. So he wants all that to hurt <laughs> Biden. Because what do the optics look like if you see Joe Biden, Democratic president, can, presidential candidate, in handcuffs? Yeah. They want that to hurt him. But then just, I believe it was yesterday or Thursday. So this is something interesting somebody said, too. You can almost judge a lot of the things that, that the president randomly just starts talking about <laughs> based on when he's getting certain bad news. But it's, it makes sense when you stop and think about it. Did you hear him cough live on TV? Yes. Yeah, he yeah. muted his mic and then came back and he was still coughing. So, like, he, he also said that he, that he has never had any breathing problems this entire time. I'm feeling better than... <laughs> Excuse me. So, like... <laughs> but, but we already know that he got oxygen at some point. Oh, so yeah. Like, yeah, before he was even taken, yeah, I so, believe. Yeah. And possibly while he was there. Anyways... He's talking about the arrest. And then he's, he, he's on Rush Limbaugh. As, as I said, it, I think it was yesterday, Friday, the 7th or 8th or whatever it was. Yeah. <sighs> he got the news. Rush Limbaugh told him that it was that either Bill Barr, it might have been Bill Barr, had said that any information about this investigation will not be released before the November for the third election. And Trump lost his fucking mind. <laughs> he was pissed. He's like, that's a disappointing, that's a disgrace. And I'll say it right to his face. In other words, he wants it to be said now. He wants it to come out now. Now, somebody else who's looking at this, someone who covers politics, and He's like, why would they come out and say that nothing's going to be sent off to the election? Is it going to be that Biden wins the election and then they come out and say, hey, you did this, so we're going to arrest him? Probably not. What More than likely, what they're saying is Bill Barr said, I'm not going to say anything right now until after the election. Why? Because there's nothing to say. Well, yeah, and there's there's no point in saying something that's going to influence the election. Well, and if, if Bill Barr comes out and says, President Trump is over here yelling into the void, <laughs> about arrest them, arrest them. And then Bill Barr's like, there's no need to arrest them. That hurts Trump even more. Oh yeah, it does. Cause that's his boy. So it, here's the thing. 
the one of the, uh, the, 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 the closer we get to the election, the more that I fear, because I personally don't think that he wants to give up power. Now, that's my own personal opinion. No, he doesn't. I'm not politically no influenced way. because I don't agree with his politics. I'm saying on a personal level, Donald Trump does not want to give up the power because it's something that he never wanted the job. That's my own opinion. He never wanted this job at all to begin with. Yeah. It was all just for enhancing his brand because he's done that several times throughout his entire life and career. When, it's, when, when he needs money, he does something to enhance his brand, the brand of Trump. Man, there's a lot of merchandise that says Trump on it. Now he's furthered that brand to be more patriotic. Man, yeah, make America great again. Made America MAGA. great again. Trump flags, MAGA, all this stuff. It's all branding, and it's kind of ingenious. Yeah. I, I'm not going to not say I, that. I, I was talking to Calvin at work sometime within the last month, and I was like, I've never seen, I've never seen a single human being in this country, fanboy or girl, over a presidential candidate as much as President Trump. Mm-hmm. Not even Obama. No. Obama. And that was a huge one. Change. Yeah. Hope. You're right. Yes. Obama. Uh, Obama. But it was, it was change and forward. Or like, well, yeah. one of those things. I can't remember. Uh, but it was like, yeah, no. It, I, I the, saw the, those the, things the, everywhere. Then you had the O, right? The O yeah. the flat. Yeah. I saw those things everywhere, but never nearly as much as I've seen Trump so, 2020. So I do have to show you something. because Make America great again. I, I sent this to my wife wife this morning and i'm like hey uh i know it's still early this morning but you want to throw up <laughs> <laughs> there's a truck somebody's oh my god i've completely. i've seen those i've seen i think i've seen that trump or Dude, that, that trump it has <laughs> jesus holding onto his shoulders hey you know uh the bible is his favorite book the whole bible here's the thing here's the thing there's a lot the there, there's a lot with 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 trump you can criticize and 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 but here's the thing I really do think his rhetoric is dangerous. Oh yeah, yeah. It, 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 his rhetoric is dangerous because it's. They called Obama the Great Divider. They who is they, uh, conservatives, Republicans, and if this were if Trump were a normal candidate, who wasn't who he is, you can get away with saying that, and you can almost be like, well, maybe he was a little bit, even though it's not completely true at all. But when you have a guy who literally says the things that he says and stokes up fear and stokes up violence. He's so good at double, like double wording. We just had a militia group try to plan to kidnap the governor of Michigan to kill her. And they were influenced by shit he said. Yeah that's a problem that's a big problem and that's not the first time no (laughs) i fear greatly about what's going to happen after november 3rd because there are polls there there there's a lot of polls i actually have a couple pulled up pulled up pulled up (laughs) so like here's the thing because here's the deal here's the deal (laughs) so real real clear politics in 538 538 is a little bit more favorable to biden they they kind of have them up a little bit more i do believe that in uh like in florida real clear has has biden up on an average 
3.7 and on 538 he's a 4.3 not too far 0.6 though like that's actually pretty close okay yeah so, so, so florida's a really big state you need to win florida to kind of win but actually you don't need to trump could win florida biden could actually hold on um if he wins the rust belt he wins the election biden does so let's so let's look at the rust belt rust belt minnesota Trump did not win Minnesota last time. Biden's up nine, according to, according to 538. Um, Pennsylvania, Biden's up 7.1. Okay. Now, some of these states, uh, Hillary at this point had a bigger advantage too. Okay. Maybe not seven. Uh, that's a, you know, there's a video that I watched uh, yesterday, and I believe it was a dude from MSNBC. It was like, yeah, but Biden's leads aren't as big or commanding. As, uh, as 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 Hillary's, and at this time they were kind of similar, but they did, and so you could kind of start playing tit for tat. But here's the deal: while Hillary, she kind of lost that or whatever, mm-hmm. or she had a, a a lead at this point. Trump had the disadvantage of, or he had the advantage at the time of not already being president for four years. We do have <laughs> uh, we do have a precedent yeah. now for him being president, president, and I feel like most people at this point have made up their minds who they're going to vote for and who they're going to vote against. So, no, we do have that. That, that is a different effect here. Um, where else? We need Wisconsin. Trump's up. Trump's up. I'm sorry. Biden is up 7.3. Michigan. That's the other one. 8.2 for Biden. Do I'm know? surprised it's not higher. Um, so, again, where, where is Trump lead led in that at all? Not at all. Let's go to the national polls. Oh, wait. This one. National poll. 10.1 for 538 today. And that is what what the poll history has looked like the entire race. Now, the tightest that it got was around May. Uh, In fact, Biden was at 4.7 in April. In July, Biden was up 9.6. August 7.6, up again, and, and then down again around September. Of course, that was like we had the RNC and everything. And then now we're, we, he's, he, he, nationally, he's built himself back up. But let's look at this one. Arizona, who's, the lead, who's, who's leading in Arizona right now? Biden. 3.8. That's not a lot. But that's the, that, that's the chart so far. Could Trump take that back? Sure. That's a that that's doable. He did that a lot. A lot of these polls closed up, and around election day, uh, Clinton had like three point leads in a lot of the Rust Belt states, and then Trump turned those and won them by 0.7. Okay. So it, Arizona is a red state. Is it possible Trump could come back and win this? Yes. Is it is he on track to no? What's also kind of hurting Trump? One, Trump's hurting Trump. Number two, there's a, there's a big Senate race in Arizona with uh, uh with kelly versus somebody <laughs> well <laughs> i can't remember her name it's see that the, the, that's the thing with there's so many names that i have a hard time remembering exactly who but she was the person who replaced john mccain when he died okay she was the one who lost in the election in 16 and then the rebel then the, then the republican party put her in john mccain's place so they got two things going like number one they voted no against her once and then they then she got put in a spot and they're like no <laughs> so arizona it has kind of has been shifting anyways it's kind of expected to get to, to tilt 
to to Biden that he's going to win the state, which is kind of crazy. Florida is probably going to go the same way. It's probably going to tighten up and then Biden might take it. But let's look at Georgia. Georgia's one is like, that's a red state. Yeah. The, the last time that Georgia went anywhere was 1992 and went to, went to Clinton. Biden's leading there by 0.8. It's very small. Yeah. But why is he leading there? When, when Trump won that state handily. Let's look at Indiana. You want, you want to Indiana's, Indiana? I, I already know that one. It's bad. 11.7. It's bad. 11.7 <laughs> for, 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 for Trump. Now, that, we, that we is suck. down a little bit. We suck. Uh, Trump was up 14 at one point. And at yeah. one point, you know, uh, he was only up by, 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 by nine. But let's look at Texas. Yeah, Texas is crazy. I would never expect Texas. Trump is up 1.7. Oh, he's back up? Yeah. Last I saw, uh, uh, Biden was Biden, he was up by like one or two. Uh, it's it's been back and forth. Back in the middle of August, Biden did lead by like less than a point. But now, but see, uh, Trump in October fourth, two point four. Now, just a week later, that's down. So, uh, Missouri, Missouri, Trump is up 5.6. However, he won that state by a lot more than that last time. Nevada, no, 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 they, they, he's up, uh, Biden's up 6.8. They've been really working on Nevada, but Trump has, he wants to win Nevada. It's not going to happen. It doesn't look like Ohio. That has been, uh, very interestingly enough. Most Trump, mostly Trump for a while. And now Biden slipped that into almost a single point lead. Yeah. Iowa. Uh, that, that, that's another one that has kind of flipped over. 1.1 uh, for, for, for Iowa as of today, where Trump has been leading ever since um, pretty much the whole time. So what's going on? Are, now, is Trump going to win Iowa? Probably. Will he win Ohio? Probably there too. Yeah. Um, these... Uh, what you have to think is that there there is going to be some outperforming here, but it's like but it's like what you said. There like there's precedence. There's a lot of people who are just tired of this shit. Like policy aside, I am tired. Yes. Uh, I mean, and that's yes. that's one of the things I've mostly argued against Trump when arguing against Trump is that it's like, dude, I don't even give a shit about what he's done for this country. Yeah. I don't give a shit what he's done against this country. I don't, I am tired of having a president that acts the way he does. Mm -hmm. I am tired of the unprofessionalism of that. He has brought to the office and it's, I mean, yeah, I don't think that like that doesn't affect me at all. It shouldn't affect me, but it's just God damn like every single day i remember back in the bush era i wouldn't hear about george w bush saying anything or doing anything for weeks at a time mm -hmm. and then or maybe sometimes even months trump every single day so he said uh, something north north carolina biden's leading by 2.8 there that's another one that could go to biden yeah so but no i no, i 100 agree with you because <laughs> he's always got to be saying something it's always got to be something it's always got to be contentious it's always got to be this and the, and the other side is going to say, well, the Democrats have tried this. They've been against some of this. They've been against some of this. And to some extent, you're right. That's politics, number one. That is politics. And number two, a lot of people are saying, they, well, they tried to get rid of them with, with the impeachment. Let, let's unpack that just for a second. The whole Mueller investigation was to see whether or not he colluded with Russia. 
it's not a, it's and now he's trying to say that it was all fake but it's not a matter of whether or not he colluded with russia it was the fact that russia didn't get involved and did he also was he aware of it did he yeah. play along yeah so that old Mueller investigation did not 100% conclude that, that Donald Trump knowingly himself was 100%. Yes, I knew this. But then right after that, literally the day or day after he was acquitted of that from the Senate, because we knew that wasn't going to happen. Like, right. no, no, no. I'm sorry. That, no, I'm like future tripping with that. The day that it was revealed, nope, Mueller, Mueller report revealed that he, he was not. And he goes, ah, he's absolved. Mueller report's like, no, nah, not really. Completely absolved. Just not enough evidence to say that you did and you did obstruct justice like 11 times. <laughs> so, so like, but that's still that, that that's political spinning, if you will. Yeah. But, but, but then he has the, 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 the phone call with Ukraine and it gets out. And what's he doing? He's asking for Durham Biden. And here's the thing. We have audio of him doing what we accused him of doing with Russia. What do you do if you're the opposing a political party when you just had this long-term investigation that didn't come up with anything? You could you could impeach him for the for the for the uh, obstructions of justice. You absolutely can. Mm-hmm. But is it worth it? No. Why? Because you know he's not going to get get removed from office from the Senate. That's not going to happen. So at that point, you're just politically jerking yourself off. So they hold back on that. No. Nope. We're not going to do that because we know it's not going to go anywhere. We know what he did. The American people know what he did. It says it right here. If you, if you're open to it, you see it. If you're not open to it, then you don't want to see it. But then this happens. They're in a rock and a hard place. Cause it's not just a matter of what we have to do politically. It's a matter of setting precedent. Yeah. He has done this. We have audio of it. He's going to deny it and still denies it. That anything was wrong with that phone call legally. He did something wrong here. We, we were looking to see if he did something wrong here. There's nothing there to say that he 100% did. Now we have a phone call. Now we have uh, audio. Now we have uh, a, a transcript. We have to do it because if we don't today say this is wrong, even though we know it's never going to pass the Senate, we have to do it because if we don't act, it's just going to continue on with, with future presidents because it's going to say, well, you guys didn't uh, impeach then. Yeah. So they're rocking a hard place. What really bugs me is like people say he's not impeached. They, d- they don't understand the difference. Between, oh, the difference? No, no, yeah. no. They think impeached means he's gone. gone it's like, no, no impeached means no, he was. was impeached. Yeah. Yeah. Hell no, Clinton was impeached. No, people, people don't understand that no. impeachment is just the charge. What scares not the charge, me, but yeah. what really scares me is what's going to happen after the election and whether or not he, he will do anything to try and screw it over. Because to me, this is what it's looking like to me. The, all those polls that I showed you, he sees these polls. He's lying to you on television saying that the polls he sees, he shows him doing very well. He's not doing well. Everything that he's been doing in the last month has been hurting him, and he sees it. The debate, he, 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 he touted. He did great in the debate. Well, that's another thing is like his his uh, followers will believe it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because they, they believe any one. They believe anything he says Two, he says it enough that he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. But that that's that's been one of his uh, superpowers is saying something false enough over and over again. Yeah, that it, I mean, it's anybody that's it's, anybody's going to believe something like that. Um, then after that, OK, so you have the debate. 
the COVID diagnosis, his reaction to the COVID diagnosis. I actually said this the other day at work. He could have completely 180 out of the COVID thing and completely acted out of character for himself. If he wanted to and endeared himself to, oh, my God, guys. Yeah, <laughs> guys, I messed up. This is terrible. I just had my eyes opened in the worst way. And he could have got sympathy. But that's not in his nature, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. He is he is so macho. He doubled down he on it. He is his... now saying it's basically just the flu because it's not that bad, guys. I had it and it and it didn't it, it didn't even do anything to me. Yeah, I just had it during like the early stages <laughs> before it really gets bad. And so even though he had he had access to all this shit to help him get over it and not be sick. Regeneron. Yeah, and the other shit, so, Ren, like Rendevous or whatever. So, but, but but that has hurt him nationally. That has hurt him all across. And then we are seeing it in polls. It's you're not doing yourself favors. So then you have the vice presidential debate. It doesn't really do anything. We're we're now like 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 a few days after that. It, it really hasn't hit the polls. Uh, most people thought it was kind of an even Stevens kind of deal, uh, where Pence is basically saying the same shit that, that Trump's saying, but a lot more sensibly. Yeah, but he also repeatedly just said the same thing over yeah, and sure. over again. Biden said last week he was going to raise taxes. And every single time, Kamala Harris, we are not raising taxes on anyone that pay, that makes more than four or yeah. less than 400,000. Yeah. Well, okay. So that debate really didn't do anything. And then Trump says, no more stimulus talk. I'm taking credit for that, you know, or I'm taking the blame. No more, no, like, no more stimulus. <laughs> he goes down further. Biden goes up. All of a sudden, we, by, by the end of the day, not only did not only did the, did, did his polls get affected, the stock market got affected. Yeah. So now he's saying six hundred points, right? Yeah. So now he's like turning it around, and, and then now just the other day he goes, "We need a stimulus now," and Pelosi's like, "We're at the table." You know, that's just it. He's his own worst enemy. And I don't know if you noticed this, but like really with the debate, first debate against Biden, by uh, like. He Biden kind of bit at him a few times, but for, but for the most part, he's letting himself. He's he's sitting back. He's yeah. letting him hurt himself, and and that's and that's not a bad strategy. You know, I kind of wish he would just unload and just say it, say what you want to say. You know, yeah, it, it sucks because like you want him to hurt himself, but you the like you said a little bit ago, everybody's already decided. A lot of people have most like a lot of people. They've already decided who they're for and against. And mm -hmm. it's it, the battles not for gaining people. It's for getting people away, I think. Well, and you're not getting people away from Trump. OK, so no, no, not from him. But see, the thing is, is that you're not going to get away his base. He's going to have his 42 percent or 41 percent They're there. They are staying. In the last election, what you had, this is what I saw. I saw Bernie Sanders get screwed over by the DNC. Yep. And a lot of his supporters were pissed off and refused to back Hillary. Some of them did. A lot of them went to uh, Green Party. Jill Stein. Yeah, Jill Stein. So they went Green Party, Libertarian, and then Trump. Trump benefited from that. Yeah, he did. That's one reason why he was trying to do what he did during the first debate, trying to... Draw that line in between the Bernie. Uh, you just lost the left. You'll be out. Yeah, you lost the left. You just lost the left. The thing is, now they've almost kind of solidified behind Biden for the most part because of not because that not not because Biden's their guy, 
He's not their guy. But they have a common enemy. Because what did we say earlier? There's been four years of precedent. We know what the alternative is. We don't like it. Well, the alternative is steeply getting worse. Sure. Which I do fear that it would get a lot worse. I mean, Uh, one, you got to contend with the fact that he's got four more years to do worse. Mm -hmm. And the other is he's starting off those four years winning. He's yeah. he, and he you are he he cannot have his ego stroked. Like it, it, and I say that as in like you can't allow it to happen because it makes him worse. So have you heard what some of the scuttlebutt about what they're planning on doing for the election? Uh, there's been a lot of things I've heard. I don't know. Okay, so number one, Supreme Court stopping the vote. They want uh, yeah, they want their nominee in there, and well, uh, basically they're going to try and say that the mail-in votes. Should be stopped, counted after the third. So, so if they've been mailed in and not been received, and they the counting, all counting stops at midnight on the third or whatever. So, whoever's like basically, they want that to be in, in advantage of Trump, right? Because Democratic mail in votes are way higher this year than ever because most people don't want to go out and get COVID. Mm-hmm. The other thing, if that doesn't work, basically, what I'm saying is that if, if Biden is winning by enough of a margin that the mail in votes only add to it. So basically coming out of election night, we're looking at a Biden victory. We don't know all the votes yet. They want to still say the mail-in votes are fraudulent. They want to come in and so what the votes are for state votes, the 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 popular votes get get assigned to electors set up by uh, state legislators. And those electors go to Washington and are present, I believe it's the beginning of December. And they're and they basically just like, you know, raise your hand or, or like all the all the like you basically are, are are representing the votes casted in your state. What they want to do is bypass the actual popular vote that's in the states by saying they aren't accurate and have the Republican legislators in certain key swing states say, nope, we don't care. We think our our popular vote is inaccurate. Here's where here here's how we think they voted, and those electors go and they vote however they want. And they don't assign the votes to the exact person who actually gets them, which swings the vote into the favor of the opponent uh, to the other guy who didn't win. In other words, you're stealing the election. The very yeah. thing that he is saying that the that the Democrats are doing by rigging this election, he's doing. He is trying to come up with a plan to do. Now, why is that? He had all the money that he ever wanted. He's lost a lot of the money here. That that he's lost all the money he's ever wanted. But he but he had the money. He never really wanted the job, as I said earlier. He wanted the he wanted the fame. He wanted yeah the, he yeah wanted the branding. But now he has the power. He has power, on top of power to 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 do anything on top of like the highest law holding uh like the AG. He's got the he's got the attorney general in his pocket doing almost anything he wants him to do. He can do he he can do a lot. He has a lot of resources. He doesn't want to give that up. Cause I kind of see him as a guy. That's why he always wants more money. It's never enough. It's like the power is never yeah. enough. See, I don't I think that that's that's definitely a factor, but I think there's like a blue freaking dozen uh factors into why he in his mind cannot lose. I mean, one, all the money he owes to China. Or whoever that comes whoever up, who, that comes Deutsche up the next. Or, yeah. It comes up, so that's gonna. People are worried that's gonna influence his decisions, mm-hmm. which uh, and then, and there's also the uh, possibility that once he's out of office, he faces trial. 
he faces well, indictment. Well, 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 he does. He does face indictment. Yeah, absolutely does. Because of the Comey. So he has no, to stay no, in no, power. I'm sorry, not Comey, Cohen. Yeah, he has to stay in power. So to uh, avoid that, Michael Cohen was indicted and he was uh, convicted to spend and sentenced to 36 muzzin, uh, mu- mu- muzzins. <laughs> 36 muzzins for you, Mr. Cohen. 36 months in prison. And uh, there's another uh, sealed indictment for individual one. Well, who's individual one in this situation? It's Donald Trump. <laughs> so he's facing indictments. And and I believe that, is that on the federal level? I think it is. Yeah. So, but there's also state level stuff and investigations into his taxes and all this yeah, stuff. He's, all, he's got all kinds of shit he has all stacked of against him. Yes, yes, he that does. As soon as he's out of office, boom. Man, you, and, 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 and it's funny because he's always the victim, isn't it? You know, he, uh, you, I, I know people like that where they're always the victim. And who's always the person who's like at most fault for their problems themselves. Yeah. It's always themselves. And it's always somebody else. It's always somebody else's fault. They're always against me. They're always a narcissist. I do fear. And and the closer we get to the day, I'm getting even more afraid. Um, I'm hoping that it's all just a, a bad dream. Yeah. Well, I've told you my theory of what I think will happen if, if even if he loses, uh, there's still that time in between election day and uh, January 20th, 21st, whatever. What is inauguration day? Uh, January 20th. Yeah, there's still that time where he can just, well, I'm gonna resign, have Pence pardon me. That could, well, and, and and that would help for federal level stuff. And then he just goes scot free federally. Yeah, federally. Um, and, and that is and that is quite possible um, that that can happen. It, I tell you what, though, from what I'm seeing, if Trump wins re-election, it doesn't bode well for him on a legislative level. There is a chance that the Democrats won't win back the 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 majority in the Senate. Uh, this time around, there is a big chance of that. Now, if they win the White House, there's a chance that they could tie it up 50-50 and still have the majority with the vice president. Yeah. Like, uh, but in order to do that this time around and bypass the vice president, it's too hard of a victory for the Democrats. 2022, however, that's a Democrat year. Yeah. Uh, looking forward, that's going to be a year that they're going to win a lot. I think so, too. Uh, not just Not just because of... Uh, politically where stuff is at, but there's there's a, a senator from Pennsylvania. He's like, I'm retiring. I'm not running again. And a Democrat is probably going to win that state. And there's going to be some other states as well where Democrats could possibly pick those up, where it's where, where it has a Republican in there. And if Trump wins, that's going to be another blue wave. And it could really, like, it could make him just like another lame duck. Uh, now, granted, he's been kind of like that anyways. Right. Kind of, because it seems like he doesn't have a lot of votes in the Senate that he would really need to get, like, especially for the healthcare thing. Didn't have that. It's been a little bit more in his favor since then, but not incredibly. But even if Biden wins the presidency this time, the Democrats are looking at getting the majority in the Senate in 2022. So then Republicans wouldn't have a chance to get it back until 2024, which then they would be challenging uh, Biden or Harris, if Biden hopefully makes it that far. <laughs> I'm, 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 everyone's thinking it. I'm just saying it. You know, there yeah. there is a chance that Biden, you know, health wise, may deteriorate 
uh, as the four years kind of go along. But honestly, I think that's one reason why he chose Harris. Yeah. And, and as much as I'm bummed that he chose Harris over, um, Sanders, Yang Mm -hmm. Gabbard, I don't really think he would have picked Gabbard, but I would have liked it. Um, yeah, Harris. Cool. Well, I kind of feel like, uh, even though they have odds, what, what do you, sorry to interrupt that, but what do you think of like all these people attacking both Harris and Biden for their records, uh, and, and law enforcement and all that, like, especially Harris being what she was in California. Okay. So like, uh, when you say they attacking who, who's attacking who here? Um, honestly, both Democrats and Republicans. Okay. So, um. I honestly feel like one of the reasons why Joe picked her was because of all the chaos kind of going on throughout the year. And he wanted to show that he is strong on that level and does support the police while still supporting reform, reform and black lives matter. He wants the best of both worlds there. He wants to bring them together, if you will, which is possible. But uh, the other side of that is being too harsh on one side, the law and order side. And too radical on the other side. To completely yeah. Fight. See, I look at it from like, in terms of defending them, which I don't really have much to defend Kamala Harris. However, she is what we got. So cool. Um, all that shit was in the nineties. All that shit, all these, all these things that Joe Biden mm-hmm. said against the black community, all these people that supposedly Kamala Harris locked up or kept locked up for petty marijuana charges mm-hmm. and shit all that stuff was way back then. It was a much different political landscape back then. It was much different just in terms like societal landscape back sure. then. Nowadays, I, f- I mean, it, that, that was 20 years ago. That was, thir- that was 30 years ago mm-hmm. and more. Like people change over that time. People's have, views change over that time. You have to uh, own to it and accept that. Yeah. I mean, that makes me respect you so much more if you're able to say, you know what? You're right. I did have a wrong view on that. I've evolved in my own thinking of that. Yeah. As a lot of different people have across the country. Like people are attacking Biden and Harris for the, that shit, all, all that shit back in the nineties and mm-hmm. early two thousands uh, of like the crime bills and all that. Yeah. And it's just like, guys, that was so long ago. Yeah. That was so long ago. You yeah. can't, I mean, that's, that's like, that's like uh, digging up somebody's past to ruin their career. Sure. Yeah. Now, see, the thing is, is that in, like in the first debate, Trump kind of brought it up a little bit, but it never really had any sticking power. It didn't really yeah. stay. Um, I feel that's something that doesn't really have to be. Um, He's been in office for 47 years. What's he done? It's like, look at his. You actually look at it. He's actually, managed to stay in office for 47 yeah, years. How about you don't that? Just do that with, by doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. Um, What's he changed? When it, Things have definitely changed. Yeah. Things have changed. Like. There's there's a lot of legislation, uh, both completely that you might agree with or, or disagree with, but yeah, no, he's been involved in a lot of things. You know, one 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 of the things that Trump is touting right now, which I I, I really wish Biden would fight him on this. He he didn't really fight him on it because it was just because it, it was a throwaway line during the debate where he said he being Trump about how like the VA support is like ninety percent. He goes and that it's never been that because of me and. He's touting this expand uh, this VA bill. The bill was signed during the Obama administration, and Trump expanded it. I believe in twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen. Yeah. So no, he did make it better. You know, props to you. You know. Yeah, for sure. 
but he's taking full credit for it and you can't you just expanded it yeah no you You didn't write the bill but the thing is no no do you know who wrote the bill john mccain and bernie sanders (laughs) yeah like john mccain wrote it or like they, they worked those two dudes who could not be more polar opposites came together and said our veterans need better health care service. Let's do this for them. And they did it. And they and, and Biden was there because he's there in the Senate too. He's championing this thing. You know, Obama, Obama signs it. It makes it better. Trump makes it even more better. Props to you, Trump. Yeah. You did something right. I've never, I've never said that Trump never did anything good for this country. He's done or he has done a few, he has signed a few things that have done some good. But yeah, absolutely. No, but it, no, but it's just. He's taking full credit for it. Whereas like you're no, you didn't. You no, that wasn't just you, pal. Yeah, of like the five or six good things he's done, there's hundreds of bad things he's done daily. I feel like now, the reason why Trump takes credit for it, I think he thinks he did it. Oh yeah, he's again, he's a narcissist. I well, I think that the people around him let him think that he did it. I think they brought him something like, hey, check out this cool thing. It's going to help out the vets a lot, you know? And, it, like, it's expanding this, you know, yeah. this, the, the, the other stuff. And, and you know, he, so he can hang his hat on it. They did not tell him Obama signed it. Because if they would have said the word Obama, he would have thrown it out the window. Oh, absolutely. And so they, but, and they know, and they know they needed to do it to help expand, you know, VA support. So it's like, no, but let's just let him think he did this. And then, of course, now he thinks he did it. It's like, <laughs> There we go. <laughs> no, I there's a lot to be fearful of, uh, and there really and it, is. And it's and some of it's legislatively, but like I'm not so afraid of that. I'm just afraid of abuse of power. Yeah, which um, he's has no problem doing. No, and and uh, the Republicans have no problem letting him do it. And that's what's scary. It's it's so scary because you got these guys who it, it, it's it's obvious all they wants the power at this point. Yeah, it's not about the morals. It's not about like good old Christian morals, like they used to say. It's if if you actually thought that, you wouldn't be for this guy. And there's a few, there's a few chosen that have stood up, like stood up these old school Republicans that have been like, nope, not for me, pal. Romney, Romney has done that, but also he's also been kind of supportive too. Well, I was just speaking from his vote in the impeachment. Yeah, for 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 the impeachment, uh, yes. Uh, but he's also, he said that he's absolutely for the uh, Supreme Court nomination due, due to precedent, and he's not wrong. So therefore, it's like, you know, he's he's, he's a little back and forth. Uh, John McCain's family supported Joe Biden. Uh, Colin Powell has, has supported Joe Biden. You know, uh, I actually heard this one Republican. I, he was on, a, maybe he was on a TV show. Or, I watch so much stuff on YouTube, and sometimes it just cycles to the next recommended video. Yeah, when I'm because I put it on when I'm driving to work, and it'll just go. And, I, and I'll, that's kind of how I catch up on stuff that's going on that I don't read or see. And this one Republican was like, "You know what? If Trump wins the presidency in 2020, Republicans will lose Texas for a long time going forward. We're already starting to lose it. Yeah, and if we lose Texas, we lose presidential elections for." years and it could take a long time to get it back like we have to hold on to that and to hold on to it joe biden needs to win this election (laughs) (laughs) because but the other side of it is because is this universal health care stuff it's like we as republicans have been so dead set against it 
but the rest of the modernized world has gone to it. And within the next 10 years, we're going to change to it. We will. There's no fighting it anymore. We are going to try to fight it, but we're failing. And we're going to fail so hard that it's eventually just going to crash down. And we have two options. Fight it until it gets passed to whatever the Democrats want it to be. And we're just so stuck hard against it that we're not going to be involved in it. And they're going to get whatever, everything that they want in it. Or we could just get rid of our pride, see that change is happening, and be a part of that change. It's going to change. Honestly. We need to be a part of it. Honestly, yeah. And I thought that was very mature. <laughs> mature. Yeah. To, to look at it that way. And uh, so, like... The, 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 the thing that sucks is, like, it, it, these things, like, what you just said, like, that's beautiful. But it needs to stop being red and blue issue and just mm-hmm. needs to be an issue. And, and see, and that's it, is that... That's another aspect. We're going Stop all the way looking back. at yourself as a Republican or a Democrat and just look at yourself as a fucking American. It goes back to what we were saying before. People are so entertained. Yeah. That they're, yeah. they're putting their hat on the rock. They're putting their hat on stone cold. It's red and blue. He's yeah. my guy. He's that guy. I don't like him. Yeah. And you know what? The media stokes it. Mm-hmm. And it's not just one media facet. It's all of them to an extent. It is. And it's tiring. And I don't think it's going to go back. What I'm hoping for is that in this cycle, we uh, Trump loses and goes away. He won't go away forever. We're going to hear him. He's going to be the zeitgeist. Oh, yeah. But what I'm hoping is he'll be the next Jimmy Carter. <laughs> Talking shit about everybody. <laughs> probably. <laughs> but what I'm hoping is we can go back to a semblance of normality. Yeah. To where, like you said, you don't have to, like, even when Obama was president um, and, and, and Fox News was yelling about him wearing a, a, a bicycle helmet and calling him a pussy. Um, and then showing <laughs> pictures of Putin shirtless riding a horse. Yeah. And he's like, that's a man. Our guy's wearing a helmet. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I actually kind of miss those days. I do, too. <laughs> because that's all we had to worry about. And now it's like. We have a presidency where the misinformation level is so high. There's all politicians lie. That's a given. You watch these debates, even Biden and Harris, some of their stuff are lies or mistruths. Sure. Yes. Same, same as the other side. But the other side is filled with so much misinformation and it's led like it's the Kremlin, like it's North Korea. You get your information from us. And it's propaganda. It is so much propaganda. And that, on top of having a very major charismatic person, is tiring. It is. Because it's like, all right, dude, we get it. You guys like your president and think he's the best ever and think everybody's against him. Oh, wait. Weren't all of you guys against Barack Obama? And did you guys not say he played too much golf? Did you guys not say that he wore a bike helmet and called him a pussy? Did you guys not say that he wasn't unconstitutional? My God, it sounds like we're playing the same dance here and the same songs, just on a different station. Yeah. Uh, The only difference was, is that, yes, they were saying that against Barack Obama. 
but Barack Obama also wasn't threatening the very uh, you know threat, threatening democracy. Yeah, you know, I don't I don't know why this just popped in my head, but the show The Ranch on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> very conservative show, yeah. very Republican show. Mm-hmm. Not once, for as much as it's trashed Obama, not once has it ever supported Trump. <laughs> and I like that. See, here's the thing. I like that. I'm not. I'm, I'm not against Republicans. No. I maybe I'm against ideology, but I'm not against people. There's there's certain. So I like I like Republicans. I've always said that I I lean right in terms of financial stuff and mm-hmm. uh, my my working shit like stuff to do with my work. Mm-hmm. Uh, on social issues, I'm left all the way. So I'm against. I I'm against Donald Trump. I hated Trump yeah. 10 years ago. I hated yeah. him when he was a re- reality show star because I always thought he was a piece of shit, fake, yeah. a phony. Turns out he, he is. is a fake. He is a phony, and he can't live with it. Like, this is going to trigger Nick Maxson, but uh, Jeff Bezos was right. He's a fake billionaire. <laughs> He's not a real billionaire. Did you see the thing that Jeff Bezos was doing the other day? No. He was trying out some tech, but it, it had, like, these robotic arms. And uh, people were uh, the were sharing that video on Twitter, and and the trending hashtag was Lex Luthor. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god! Oh my! God. But uh, so true, though. Well, no, it's just the dude's fake. He's a personality. We elected a personality, and now we're dealing with it. And I hope that enough people can see the difference between a classy guy who you might disagree with, who's not going to rock the boat too much politically. And then a guy who literally will set the fucking world on fire. If it means it's going to benefit him. Mm -hmm. I'm afraid that he is going to burn the house down if he loses. And that scares me because what do we do? Right that's a part that really depresses me because we're right on the cusp. We're right. We're in the eye of the storm right now. Like, and we're about to hit the next wall. I know. <laughs> and Mexico didn't pay for it. They never did pay for it. <laughs> God damn it. And, you know, and, and the five miles that did get built fucking fell over. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like my goddamn, uh, my kid's a basketball hoop in the backyard. <laughs> the other day he was trying to play and the wind just kept knocking it over. He's like, shit. You know, there's sand in that too, man. The wind was just yeah, a bit yeah. coming from that direction. We had to move it. And like, <laughs> we built a fantastic. No, you built five miles of wall. Most of the money ind- in- independently raised didn't get put towards it. Oh Got- my gosh, that whole all right, see see how long has it been since that came out? Not long. My God, it feels like a year ago. Not long at all. There's so much stuff, and I'm so tired. I am too. I am so tired. I am too. And you know, I hate to cut this short. Yeah. <laughs> two, two hours and 15, yep, 13 nope. minutes. I don't really have a lot much else to say about the fact, you know, just I'm hoping that anybody who's made it this far in the podcast, you know, you know, think. Yeah. Think. I don't, hope- don't vote. Don't vote with your politics on this one because I sure as hell am not. Last time, I did not vote for Hillary Clinton. I didn't vote I, last time. I could not get myself to vote for her. I, I did vote third party. I'm one of the guys who was, who, who was mad about Bernie. And do, do, do I think he, everything he says is perfect? No. Do I think we could take those ideas and work together on them and make them what yeah. should be? Sure. Let's start there because a lot of those things are going on 
everywhere else in the world. Well, last time, so Bernie was on um, Stephen Colbert. Yeah. Uh, late show. Uh, he said he he did an interview uh, and he said, you know, I've I've talked to Biden. I've talked to Joe Biden. And, you know, while we don't agree on most things, I can say without a question that if Joe does what he says he's going to do and gets and puts together these task force that he says he's going to put together, he will be the most uh, progressive president since FDR. That's crazy. That, that's Bernie Sanders saying that. So 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 here's the thing. Um, here's the deal. Here's the deal. <laughs> All these socialized things that are like socialists and everything. It's a normal thing throughout the world. Yes, because it's not it's not evil. It's not dangerous. We can we can make a society to where we work together to help each other. Um, we don't want to do that here because because we really don't like each other. But you know there there there, there are people in the Republican Party who want to get rid of four hundred one ks. Our retirements, they want to get rid of them. Yeah. Or actually, no, I'm sorry, Social Security. Yeah. That they want us to rely just on the 401ks. And what are those into? The stock market. They're super capitalist. Capitalism, it, it's, it's another system. And it can be heavily flawed. Capitalism is in itself flawed. Is, is socialist? Yes, it is. It's all about how uh, we do it. Nothing's perfect. Nothing, nothing is we, utopian. It's all about how we execute it. And they're wanting super hyper-capitalistic views on how we retire. And that's volatile. And when we have major recessions, my account, I don't know about yours, my account lost 20 grand. Now, has it gone back up since then? Sure. Awesome. Which makes my little withdrawal not that bad looking back at it. In fact, I did it at a pretty good time because now it's kind of built itself back up to where, you know, I took it out when it was down and, and it came back and even though I'm still adding to it, it's like the margin. I I I I took out X amount, and 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 the part that is now gone with it going back up is now like this. So it's not as bad, but I shouldn't have to rely just on that for my retirement. Mm-hmm. We have these systems put in place; they work, and we have paid into it for at least twelve years. I have, and uh, they wanted to deplete it and get rid of it. Fuck you, fuck you. Let's work and make this better. You know, let's not um, let's not retire wealthy. Let's let's retire happy for a life well fulfilled. Be able to have my needs met. That's all I want. I don't I don't need to be rich. And there's way too many people who are greedy and want to be rich. Yeah. Well said. Yep. That's all I got. <laughs> All right, Brando. Well, thank you for being here today. Thank Pleasure. you for being on all those other episodes that you were on. The, 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 some of those are pleasures. <laughs> some of them. <laughs> so, no, 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 it's all been good. It's been, it's been great fun. And, and thank you again for being one of my favorite guests. Well, thank you. I mean, the first guest, the second guest, and, and then several times so after. Um, it, it's, it's truly been a pleasure having you on. It's been a pleasure being part of the Journey into Comics podcast network game addicts podcast feed family <laughs> family <laughs> and uh i i look very i very much look forward to whatever the future holds in terms of podcasting uh both on the network and on my own feed mm-hmm. and with you absolutely yeah. uh so um that here, being said here's the going forward hell yeah uh you got your rock star i got my water purified drinking water 
Rocking so, it hard today. Oh, yeah. Uh, I haven't had anything to eat today, so <laughs> uh, uh, grabbing a natter day out of the fridge just would not have been good. So Okay, so one of the things that I have changed since my dad died is I've had one drink. That was that natter day at Tyler's. Because I, I wanted to try it. I've always wanted to try them. Yeah. And then what do you think? What do you think? I don't. I don't think I, I ever asked you. I don't really need to have another one. <laughs> no one does. Well, here's the thing. Did I hate it? No. It's just it's easy to go if down. If I wanted to drink, could I drink them? Yes. But you know, alcoholism is one thing that killed my dad. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't feel that myself. I've never felt that. Yeah. You know, you've everything I've been. I, I've, I've seen you drink, but you never one. You've never drink. I've never seen you drink in excess. I've never seen you be like, oh yeah, let's grab a fucking beer. So. Since then, I've really just said, I'm, I'm not really going to drink. I bought Honey Jim Beam, and I used it for making barbecue sauce. That's all I have. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Well, good on you, man. Good on you. But, well, that being said, uh, thank you all who have listened uh, and all who have joined me for these past 140 episodes. We still got many, many more to come. Uh, and again, thank you for listening. and. I will see you on the next episode. I've been Dick. I've been Brando. And please make every day a big dick day. Bye, guys.